your concepts, Blue. Hey, you did a nice job with that. Let me talk to you. Yeah. Episode 244, post-Visions race. Jason's back from Oklahoma. Yeah. And he's gone, over just Jay. like that. Drive Jason over to disappeared. Jay. You just Oklahoma. disappeared again, Jason, just like pre-show. Boom. <laughs> Let me talk to you. We're live now, so. I think Jason's <laughs> getting phone calls. He's on the, on his phone, so he's getting calls and then just booting them, I think. You say no, but I say yes. You say no, and I say yes. <clears throat> yeah, so we flew in a Tulsa. T- try what? <laughs> Post vision. Post vision. Sounds like a. I don't know what that sounds like. So you flew into Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then you flew out of Tulsa. You're right. Well, <laughs> the we best drew, thing we had- about Tulsa, Tulsa, I can't even say it. The best thing about Oklahoma is leaving Oklahoma. <laughs> Was that a wrestler? <laughs> the Rock. Remember that? Best right. thing about Sacramento is leaving Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> listen up, yeah. listen up, listen up. Uh, what a start. What a start. Let's try it again. Flew into Tulsa. <laughs> Tulsa. And the best thing about flying into Tulsa was leaving Tulsa. <laughs> yeah. So then drove over to Jay, Oklahoma, which is where the actual event is. This Mid-America Outdoors is... It's kind of hard. To, it's really hard to describe. I mean, I try to tell you guys about it and other people about how massive this property is. And it's just something you, it's just hard to really, you know, these days we got photos, we got videos, we got all these different ways to describe things. Hold on. I'm just kind of adjusting my, uh, just, I'm adjusting my set here. Ronnie Rifkin, let's go racing. Yeah, I mean, we have all these ways to show people now with videos and photos. It's still and difficult. He's disappearing again. Man, what are you doing? Chasing hitting buttons. I'm not touching anything. <laughs> your your uh, dial-up internet's crashing. Struggling. So we got Ronnie in here. Chasing's going to get to the race soon. Well, it's just like uh, anything else when you go, you, you know, you look at the photos and you can't comprehend how large the place is until you get there. And and the kind of money that they're putting into this facility to kind of service all these different, um, you know, UTVs, ATVs, uh, rock bouncers. Rock bouncers? Uh, rally cars. They had electric rally Mm. Regular gas-powered rally cars. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just in RC cars. There's a pool, big ass pool there uh, for you know. It's almost like a. It is a. It's like a. It's a resort. Uh, it's like an all-inclusive resort uh, <laughs> for these enthusiasts. Uh, we're calling it the Redneck Yacht Club. Oh man. The Redneck Yacht Club. Wow. 
but I think that's actually a term used here in Florida for an event that they have. They actually have an event here in Florida called the Redneck Yacht Club, I think. Hmm. Jeff Storm dropping in, so he's at work right now. Figured he'd drop in and say hi before he gets yelled at. Oh, he just needs to stay on, you know. Yeah, to hell with that. Don't worry yeah, about just, it. Yeah, just, yeah, don't worry about it. Giving him the approval. <laughs> we'll give him the official approval. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's a Ford display there. They have a can. Oh, I bet you're in heaven with that. Oh, yeah, look at this. I got. Uh, I brought this in. I got me a free Ford hat. Well, there you go. All you Fix had to do is sign daily. You just had to sign your life away. <laughs> um, give them your email address so they can contact you no matter when or no matter mm. what. Didn't win anything, of course. Um, got a gift, a free gift from uh, Can Am, and they got my email address. Wow. Um, you're in trouble now. Oh yeah, man. They're, they've <laughs> already emailed me twice trying to get me set up with a new Can Am. Um, you're supposed to be able to win one. I never want anything though. So they're gonna I say an email and it's gonna say, "Let me talk to you." It's just gonna say, "Loser." <clears throat> and Jason dropping out, man. Jason, we might not be able to record this pod if you keep dropping out like that. And I don't know why it's doing that to you. Let me try moving you over here. Maybe uh, eh, it's got to be your phone. <clears throat> I'll see if I have any other. I don't have anything else up right now. I switched this up. Look at that. Maybe that'll work. Oh, hey. <laughs> <clears throat> I did not get a guitar yet. Um, although my friend Jeff did. Uh, Jeff he lives Storm? On my another Jeff. Another Jeff, okay. Yeah. He lives actually over <clears throat> in Arkansas. He uh, He's got a... He got into the guitar game, but I, I just, I wish I had, or I wanted to make more time. I, I'm, I'm trying to tell myself to not say I didn't have the time, or I hate when people say that. Like, oh, I just don't have time. I didn't have time. You know what? People have a ton of time. I, I'm, I want to start saying I didn't want to make the time for that. Oh. That's really what it is. That's really what it is for really? everybody. You think? Every absolutely everybody. Well, if I you didn't work twelve hours a day, for example, and then you come home, you spend two three hours eating dinner, getting around. Two or three hours for dinner. Well, I mean, you know, the whole process, <laughs> not just dinner. what is this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jazzy. She's here. Um. Yeah, it doesn't leave you much time to do anything. Though I would like to, uh, I mentioned to Jeff that my dad had a band in high school, and he always wanted me to play the electric guitar, but uh, I never got into it. But I do enjoy watching it. I like, you know, Jeff Hogan on Facebook and go to town there, and it's pretty I, damn interesting how they can, uh, how can they can do that? <laughs> I watch this. I watch this guy on YouTube, Rick Beato. Oh yeah, and- you were telling me about him. Yeah, uh, now he now he's got over three million subscribers. When I started watching him, he was in the hundred thousands wow. range, and now he's got three million subscribers. So he dissects he, uh, music, right? Yeah, he'll. I actually he'll do many different things, but 
he one of the things I always like, and I don't know anything that I'm looking at, hearing, like, and I still find it interesting. So yeah, same with me, man. I, I love that stuff, rock bands and stuff. It'd be so awesome being a rock band. Yeah, because you you can do it till, you know, it's like if you're an athlete, you're you're kind of have a shelf life, right? Like, yeah, you know, you get to you know. 35 to 40 years old, your athletic career is kind of over. And after that, unless you're just like a, like we talked about the other day, unless you're like a Michael Jordan or one of these kind of uh, guys, uh, people forget about you. But, um, you know, in that rock game or, you know, you, you can tour forever. People love you forever. Yeah. Um, I think the Rolling so, Stones are like in their 80s and still touring. They're still rocking. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And the whole lifestyle seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> well, that's what's also kind of strange is, you know, those type of bands, you know, they've all, they've lived it the hard way, right? They've kind of done everything there is to do and um, nine ways to Sunday. And it's like, they're still there. You know, it's like, yeah. Oh well, I died on stage once. They brought me back to life, so I decided to cut a few <laughs> things out. Right. I decided to cut a few things out. Now we're all good. We're back touring again. I mean, look at these guys. They're like Ozzy, the, the lifestyle they live, and they're still mm-hmm. around. And well, I mean, I guess Ozzy just recently canceled his tours because of his health. But <laughs> I don't Oz know. They, they they just seem like they're having a blast, man. And it makes you wonder, like, damn, they should have done that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a fine line between what the guy said from, was it the Stone Temple Pilots? His dad told him that he, the issue they were having was having a little too much fun. And uh, so it's probably a fine line between having a little too much fun and having fun. So, hmm. yeah, I think that's kind of that, that you got to find that fine line and got to get a little older a little wiser and it seems like that's when they kind of you know it's like a period of like when you're indestructible in their late teens and 20s they just do whatever they still make their shows yeah then like in their mid to late 30s they kind of are like oof, we've like overdone it and they you know kind of have all their problems and (laughs) um then they kind of you know late 40s probably start figuring it all out again. They're like, all right, maybe we need to take it a little easier this time around. And then they kind of start rocking again. Yeah. Interesting. Jason back. I guess I'm just going to put up with that without the show, Jason, just the little pop ins and pop outs. You know, it's not like the genie from, uh, I dream a genie pops in, pops out. Hmm. Bing. Bing. Well, uh, so yeah, that's the rock band stuff there. <laughs> that's funny. And that's, uh, I wish I was in one on our, our t- entire routine on the yeah. rock band. Uh, let's see, uh, which, um, here you go. Good question by Mike Garrison. Which RC racer lives the closest lifestyle to a rock star? Uh, You know, I, I I think it's really kind of hard to compare at this point. I think in the old days, uh, there was probably a few. Um, 
that I think mm. pop my head. Jason, um, Jason, popping in and out. Um, Joel Johnson, Kinwald back in the day. No, they weren't. They weren't living a rock style, rock star life. What? Kinwald? Yeah. No. The entourage I mean, the, of people around him. To me, the the rock stars were like what I think of is doing your thing. Then you go out at night, you party, you know, um, you know, all that type of stuff. To me, it was uh, Matt Francis, Brian Dunbar, Scott Brown. Mm. I think they were probably some of the best rock yeah. stars uh, in the business. Dunbar had um, all the chicks. Yeah, he did. All those guys did extremely well. They, none of them were struggling. <laughs> all, you know, good-looking guys for their... Um, So, yeah, I'd say they were probably the rock stars. Uh, are you on Wi-Fi, Jason? Or are you connected to Wi-Fi? You want me? You want me to look? I don't know. Does your phone automatically connect to Wi-Fi when you get home? Jason's yep, like I'm on Wi-Fi. Oh, all right. I just thought maybe it was on the uh, cellular. That's why you're dropping in and out. Um. Jason is the closest. He he's living the rock star life. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I, I I mean I, you know we we did a little bit. Me and Scott Hughes and some of the others we did a little bit of the, but we weren't on those guys' level in terms of, we weren't really like an attraction. I kind of feel like those guys were a little more of an attraction on the road. Of course, at the track itself. As you brought up, Kinwald, Kinwald. was probably pro- Kinwald was probably the biggest rock star at the track. Yeah, because mm. is, is, um, so that time you you flickered too. Oh well, I was still on the screen, but yeah, I saw I saw yours flash. This is crazy. Must be that weather down in Florida. You having the storms? We were. That's right. See, I think it's your on uh, your interwebs going down. Maybe I'll just switch to 5G. <laughs> I mean, I could. Uh, yeah, who cares, right? Yeah, so we got, uh, you know, Kinwald at the track definitely was a rock star. Uh, you know, that was before internet and all that type of thing. So magazines was the only way that you saw Kinwald unless you saw him in person. And it was a bigger deal to see them in person. Um. I mean, even for myself, I mean, and, and others, I think it's it's a big, it was a big thing to, to see. How you kind of feel like you, uh, yours flashed right there. <laughs> um, All right, that was a great episode. Um, thanks for joining us. Well, but yeah, those, uh, right away, Ken Wall came to mind at the track, I guess. That's a good point. Yep. And Joel Johnson, same thing. Because you never saw those guys, like, you know, it's just in magazines. Then when you see yeah. them in a race, it's like, damn. For me, Cliff Lett was, the, to me, the, the mega one that I remember seeing. That Really? I, yeah, like, I felt like that was, like, the biggest rock star was Cliff Lett when I saw him. Dang. Um, you know, 
to my, to this. Go ahead. My at the end is uh, really. <laughs> In the parking lot, Jim can't wait to listen to hear Jason's thought on the new. Oh yeah, we'll have to get to that Lucy motor- motorcycle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Joe Zare wants to wants to get one of those Lucy cycles. I ordered two today. What? You can order them or pre-order them? You can pre-order them. Can you pre-order with like a bunch of fake names? Okay. Like Gotti Junior and Kirby <laughs> Han and Ryan. One Hand two like right under <laughs> Burger Kinger. Yeah. Yep. Day four, I had them pre-ordered. You you recently found that list and put it up there. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the fact that I went to that site we were talking about on one of the last podcasts that oh the Wayback Machine. Yeah, and that that was the one of the screenshots it had was of that area of our pre-order list, and it said Gotti. I thought that was so amazing. I'm like, what are the chances <laughs> of it showing? The one where you put your name, Kirby, Ryan Hand. Right. It's crazy, man. Uh, Alex Sturgeon says he's kept that the news of the Losi uh, motorcycle uh, for to himself for a year. So he knew about it a year ago. Wow. Six. I, my my uh, thing is, you said it was six years in the making, Jason, or they did six years of research or something to develop this? Thing? Well, in the video, they said three and a half years, but, oh, okay. But I, I think it's been six years. All right. So it's six years outdated when it launches. <laughs> gotcha. All I, right. I, I think it's, I think it's been around six years. Personally. That used to be the running joke in the day, you know, two years of research. So it's two years outdated when it launches. Because if you start right then, it's all new again. Is that a video game thing? Uh, no, no, that was what we said at Trinity. Oh, yeah, two Tr- years Tr- research, two years outdated at launch. Then, uh, Alex Alex Sturgeon saying he was a cool YouTuber at one time, but uh, now he sucks. So he didn't get the uh, didn't get one yet. Okay. Yeah, they kind of they they gave out a few to some influencers out there, people with the biggest, you know, probably the biggest numbers, the biggest draw. Oh, yeah. um, How many influencers are out there now on YouTube? I have no idea. There's some that have a, a tremendous following. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's two or three I think that are much higher than everyone else. But yeah, um, yeah I. You know, <laughs> so so do we have to make uh, do we here. have to um, do we have to make tires now for this uh, motorcycle? Yeah, of course. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know which way we want to go with the the podcast here at the moment. You know, we kind of have the race. We got the um, yeah, we're all over little, the place. We we have our race. We're talking about. We got our little BS conversations on the side. And we got we Jason got, popping in and out. <laughs> Oh, you popping in and out too? No, it's just you, man. I'm fine. See, there you go. And oh, there you're just you a sin. Yours just did. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, maybe we'll have to just try this again. But um, reflex motor t- moto tires. There you go, Jason. Kyle Who said Jason that? One? 
Kyle Chasen saying uh, reflex moto tires. I agree. Right. Oh, yeah. So our topics are the Visions race, the new Losi, um, Pro Moto, and our little BS sidebar conversations. So we got three. We got three topics. We had the the rock stars of RC, and we covered it all in a matter of ten minutes. <laughs> no, we. I mean, we didn't get to anything in. in uh, I know that's what happens. You sidetrack with the chat. Eighty-three weeks. Uh, Brian Thompson Thomas is saying that uh, you got dial up out there in the sticks, so that's 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 what's going on. Matthew Housen, uh, uh, holy crap, it's Gotti. What's up, boys? What's up, Matt? Yeah, he's a Matt, uh, he's got a podcast, right? I think he's, he's a still- podcaster too. He was, I think he was one that was. I've met him before. He was doing that one with Tim Smith for a while. Yeah, and he had another know. one I thought too at one time. I'm, yeah, he'll have to tell us what his latest yeah. gig is yeah uh he says uh what has made your podcast go to distance well the key is to do only like four a year <laughs> that's the key yeah okay so he's still doing the podcast mbm podcast that's it okay that's it that's cool i mean he's been around a long time too well i you know to me I think everybody wants to have a podcast because they want to hear themselves. Um, but it after you do it for a while, it seems like a lot of people lose interest. And then, but so what it comes down to is the dedication and the passion, just like everything else. Right? And do you have the dedication and the passion to keep it going consistently? Because sometimes everybody, you know, people will get their fix. They'll try something. They'll get their fix, and they're out, they're done with it. They're over it. And um, I mean, we've, there's we some, take there's off, something, certainly, but uh, there's something to be said for people that go the distance. Right. Exactly. Uh, Matt is saying that we inspired his podcast to start one, that, and we've heard that in the past from others. So, mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, 2012. Nobody's really heard of podcasting. That was one other one around at the time, and now we got. A bunch of them, so a thousand. Yeah. Well, my dad said, "Well, you know, what's a podcast all about?" I said, "Well, it's, you know, it's like back in your day, you start a rock band, so now everybody starts a podcast, <laughs> right?" Yeah. So, I, I mean, the other thing is, you know, I bump into reels and stories, and <clears throat> when uh, I'm just cruising the net, you know, I bump into stories and reels and. uh of just people podcasting, you know, yeah. they're, they're doing small sound bites. Um, even people I see pretending to do podcasts in order to, um, mm. and we're a, a new trend where, where people pretend to podcast so that they have something they want to say. And it looks like they are being asked a question, but they really just have something they want to deliver that's in a short clip. So it makes it look like, um, something that that's been, I've heard that's been a popular technique lately. Oh, it's all, all the rage now amongst the cool kids. Yep. It makes it look, you look like you're doing a podcast and you just deliver an answer 
that you want to deliver and become like a trendy thing. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> that seems pretty cool. Oh, podcasters get all the hot chicks. That's right, we do. Absolutely. The rock stars get those. The rock stars. Brian Thomas is a rock star. Is he? Yeah, he's a rock star. Yeah. All right. I'm sure he's had his uh, fair share of luck with the... With yeah, with the ladies. I have to fill that in because Jason left. Um, Tim Bart saying, what's up, Jason? Hey, Tim. Good to when, see you. Uh, when are the eight scale razor wings be back in stock? Yeah, that's a good question for Jason if he ever comes back in. And I think we lost them. Might have lost Jason. Well, when as he uh, tries to get back in here, uh, oh, Jason gets him all the good magazines. Okay, all the old RC car actions. And he's back, everyone. And so I just went to 5G. <laughs> there you go. Let's try that. And that doesn't work. So we're just having made either that. You know what? Uh, I think StreamYard might be having issues, to be honest with you. But um, so, yeah, Matthew Housen, uh There he is. Jason's back again. Add him to the stream. There you go. Um, Jeff Storm is saying, my rock star skills mean nothing when it comes to chicks. They usually flock to the singers. Okay. I don't get that. That, that, that is an unfair thing. It is. Know, with, with rock bands. Is, you know, the singers just... And you know it's a... It's got to be frustrating for everybody else, right? <laughs> Yeah, because they're I mean, thinking I'm in the band. Too. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm here. in the band too. Yeah. I'm in a band too. <clears throat> I think that's why it was called the front man, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, back to that question: of What makes your podcast go to this? You just gotta have fun with it. You can't be doing it for anything else than other than fun. And yeah, we do take hiatus here and there, but yeah, we're still around. How many years now? Yeesh. When did I start? Nine years. Twenty thirteen. Wow. That's crazy, dude. That's is that ten years? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, ten I mean, years. Failed math, but I think it is. Yeah, ten. That's ten years. Ten years. Yeah, ten years in April it was. So. Unbelievable. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Jason, <laughs> for ten years. <laughs> a whole decade. I didn't even I didn't, I didn't even get a gift or anything. Ah, uh, my apologies. I'll have to send one down to you. Did, I mean, uh, you got to get your people on that. I will. I definitely will. So I saw uh, Alex said that he. <sighs> yeah, Alex said he was keeping the low C motorcycle secret for a year. He loves doing his podcast with Will, which I've actually never listened to theirs, but I could imagine those guys being pretty funny together. Uh, yeah, they're they are. I've I've traveled with them a little bit. They're definitely real comical. Ah, there you go. I got to get uh, Matthew saying I got to get you a Starbucks gift card for being on there. Something a ten dollars Starbucks gift card. 
Yeah, 10 for 10. <laughs> All right, I'll come up with something. That, that doesn't even get me two drinks. I wonder how many hours uh, that comes out to. Jeez, because for a while there, we were like every week. Well, yeah, we had some three-hour episodes. Yeah. That's when people complained about three-hour episodes. I'm like, what are you complaining about? Who cares? I yeah. can care less if it's three hours. Like, if I listen to a podcast, like Jim Cornette just came out with a podcast. It's five hours long. I don't look wow. at it and be like, oh, five hours. Like, okay, I'll listen to two, pause it, come back to it later. But, yeah, people used to complain, remember? We were just like, or or they wanted me to break it up in t- into two. And I'm like, what? why? Just, yeah. Like, listen to it on your own time. Huh. Yeah, exactly, Matthew. He's saying there's a pause button. They can always come back. But, but or Matt, the speed up button. button. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, uh, P. Phillips says he listens uh, to us. Speed- we sound like chipmunks. He goes right yeah, to like the one point. He goes <laughs> 1.5. He goes like 3.5. Right. Uh, or don't listen at all. Just download. I don't care. Alvin, Simon, Theodore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Matt, that's a real thing. They were they were message emailing us back then, saying, "Hey, can you break it up into two pods? Like, put them up part one and part two. And yeah. I never understood it. I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, just pause the thing." But people, strange thing back then, people didn't understand pods, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. Now yeah. it's just so easy. That's why there's so many podcasts. Back, that was back when you had to figure things out. I had a lap. I had a microphone into a laptop that ran some kind of program I had. I think it was called Pamela. <laughs> the program was actually called Pamela that I recorded everything. Anderson. Pamela yeah, Anderson. Pamela Anderson created it. And uh, now it's just so easy. So I think that's why, you know, these companies make it so easy, like StreamYard and Zoom and you know, I've I've never heard her podcast, but I saw her videos. What are you talking about, Pamela? Pamela, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Never, never seen, never heard her podcast, but I saw her videos. Okay. Well, she didn't have a podcast that I'm aware of. Oh, okay. Yeah, we back in the day we always used Skype. Mm-hmm. And what a disaster that was! Every time we logged in, we had to change our password. Updates. There'd be updates. Yeah. yeah. The updates is what would kill was killing you. You'd be just it'd just crash everything. It'd crash everything and then it would be like uh you know, your password wouldn't be right. I had to reset my password. Can't use the same password you used before. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nuts. But it was fun. It was fun. And uh now it's just really easy. The early days of podcasting. Though, now we're going back with you disappearing, which I think you might have corrected now by switching. Um, okay. You going in and out there, that that's just like the old days of audio, in and out and whatever. But well, we were, you know, we were trying to recreate some of the magical. Yeah. Some just of the magical back and times. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Jason, uh, what videos have you watched of Pam? Was it the Pam and Tommy video? <laughs> Um, I watched the show they had. Was it on Netflix? The mo- the the series. Oh uh, yeah, I remember you and Kirby talking about that. You were trying to get me to. There it is, Pam. Pam and Tommy. That's what Brian just said. That it's actually pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> it's pretty graphic, really. I didn't expect that part, <laughs> but uh, you had to close Jazzy's eyes. Yeah, earmuffs. 
So yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Uh, just kind of oh, really yeah, that, made you think. Yeah, back in the day, Jason, remember we used to record while you were on the road. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I'd go and get my drink. Go through Starbucks. We even had a sound bite. Well, I still have it on my old laptop. The uh, Starbucks employee saying, "You're listening to the radio podcast." That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. I gotta dig that out. That was awesome. We're like interviewing Jay Halsey, and I'm like coming out of the airport in Boston, going through tunnels. Oh man! <laughs> People used to complain though too. Messages, you know, like, "Oh, the audio was terrible on that one." It's like that nah, was. That's what made it cool. Was we're awesome. like, we're in Boston. I'm going on in the tunnels underneath the water, whatever they call that thing. It was the big dig, I think is what they called it when they built it. But I remember doing all that and I'm just like, I can't believe we're. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I did a podcast from uh, in my car once too, like actually going down. And your bathtub. Uh, yeah, because somebody complained that we sound like we're in a shower. So I did the You actually podcast. did one in there. In the shower, yeah. <laughs> now, looking back on it, it would have been awesome to have StreamYard or something, you know, where you could see me in the shower. You only could... Yeah. Yeah, Maybe I had to turn the like shower a, on to prove it. We could do that, <laughs> like, as a 10th anniversary, anniversary show. Yeah. Uh, Kirby Hans says that I'm wearing the Dice Clay glasses. I, I totally agree. That's what I think okay. of. I love them because it makes everything that it blocks out the blue light from the screen and I'm getting a nice clear view of everything. It does and my eyes don't get so tired during the podcast then. Mm. Yeah. All right. What's jamming up to now and he's uh, still making movies. Yeah. I mean, one of the thing that, one of the things that Jay got into, I just saw him at Nitro challenge and uh, he texts me every now and then, but, when we were at Nitro Challenge, he was telling me about, you know, he's been in the the television and commercial business since he was a kid. Um, and, you know, he started, you know, when he did the movies, like um, he did Ghostbusters 2. Uh, he did um, the Dirty Harry, not Dirty Harry, but the Clint Eastwood movie, Deadpool. He did that movie. Um and then he got he got really serious into that game and became the contact that you had to know in Hollywood if you needed any type of uh, driving, you know, driving anything, radio control. He was the the guy you went to, and uh, he did a bunch of commercials. Uh, I mean, I, I asked him when we were there, I'm like, how many of these things do you think you've done? And he's like, thousands. Can, can he's like, count. I don't know. He's like, I don't know. And he was showing me his latest thing that he was working on, um, the video, some of the recent videos he was doing. He was sharing some stories about them. And hmm. It was one for a golf ball, I believe. I don't know if it was the driver or the golf ball, but his job was to drive the camera car and these camera cars he's made all this stuff in the old days and he would make you know camera cars and all that stuff well now they have so such sophisticated vehicles that um, have the cameras on them 
that that stuff is like flown in and rented and then he has to drive it and the one he did is he was showing me all these shots he did where they bring the pro golfer in to hit the ball right so they're like on a whatever you know a, a driving range or a, a green or whatever they're on and the guys just so they're like all right here's what we want you to do we want you to drive the camera car like in front of them while he's hitting the ball so that we got that that shot of the of the swing from the front with the ball coming right either at or over uh the camera car so they have all these specific instructions what they want him to do and he kind of tells them look <laughs> you know there i know he said there's a lot of impossible things they ask you you know like can you do this and that and like look it doesn't really work like that <laughs> you know what i mean it can't i can't get that for right. you but then they they kind of settle on what they, what he can do. And, um, yeah, so he had video of showing me how, what he was doing, where he was running the, the, the car. And that was really cool. So he does a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, so what, what was the, um, the second one he did? So he showed me the golf one. Then he showed, he, I believe it was the Hummer, the latest Hummer the the uh, maybe it's the electric the electrical one. yeah and he did a commercial for that i i believe and so they set him up where the the hummer's driving straight at him he said i believe it was a hummer the vehicle's driving straight at him and they wanted him to drive the camera car right underneath the hummer so he said i'm on the ground and the the vehicle's driving straight at me and they want me to drive this right under the car. And he said that it all sounds good, but he said that this camera car thing that they build is very big. And and he said just like the sheer width of it, he's like when it the car was going over the top, he's like, I only had a few inches to spare on like each side of our <laughs> the camera thing when i'm driving underneath the vehicle and he said the other thing was is he said i need to he told the guy he's like i need to talk to the driver of this vehicle that's driving and they're like why you know you don't talk to the, the driver and he said no we need to be on the same page because if something happens and he's driving straight at me and I'm driving straight at him. We need to know. <laughs> we need to have a bailout, a bailout program here. We need to have a plan, <laughs> yeah. so that in case you have to bail out, we know what the other guy is doing. And um, and Jay was awesome talking about it. Um, and he said he talked to the driver. They worked it all out. And. He said the thing went over really well. The, the camera went right under as supposed to with a little couple inches of spare on each side. They got the shot, and uh, everybody was happy. Hmm. Dang. Now, the SpongeBob movie, did he do that too, the new one? No. that The SpongeBob movie, that was interesting because they called our office um, – about somebody that needed to drive an RC car for the SpongeBob movie. And Allison actually hooked them up with a, a, 
a driver we had that was in California at the time, Craig Kaplan, and he drove the SpongeBob RC car for the movie. Um, but it was, you know, through J Concepts to Craig Kaplan, and he drove the SpongeBob vehicle in, in that whole movie, and he did really well. He said that the the same thing, like the director or whoever would ask, you know, can you do this, this, and this, and I'm like, well, not exactly like what you're asking for. You know, this is what I can do, you know, because there's limitations of the vehicle and. I think it was a heavily modified slash with like a fish tank on it as what yeah. he was driving. Right. Cause that's what the movie was. Is yeah. I think, I don't know anything about SpongeBob, but he's, he was in a fish tank with his friends and he came on the land is what it was as they SpongeBob came out of the ocean into the land. He was in this fish tank driving around. And um, so he had to drive this slash with a fish tank on it and did really well. He said that, he did the very first scene. He said the director gave him a high five, and he was just like, sweet. He's like, I, I did good. Yep. So he said he was happy. That went over well. And But, yeah, Jay Halsey's the man in that in that field. And Jay is actually racing again, RC cars. Wow. They have a, tra- they have a track out there in California that a lot of guys have been running at called Huckleberry RC. Uh Lately, everybody seems to be running e-buggies. So I've talked to several uh, several friends of mine, like uh, you know Jay Halsey, Chris McElroy, um, Richard Saxton, Steve Chamberlain. Um, I think Nick Walnuts. He goes out there to race with the guys, uh, and they all just have a blast uh, running e-buggies out at this track. And Jay called, got a couple things from us. Uh, you know, that he needed. And uh, so he's having fun. I mean, I mean, the guy has an unbelievable uh, career really um, with RC cars, but in a completely different capacity. I mean, uh, you know, he won the first worlds, of course, everybody knows him for that with the RC 10, but that was just a small opening uh, probably for him to be the man in, in, uh, in movies and television for so many years now and had a, has a career doing it. Pretty amazing. Hmm. And he still drives. Damn. And he's probably still good. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. He, he has always had a lot of talent for it. Um, uh, he sent me a picture the other day of him racing a three-wheeler. He's like, this is a picture of me racing my three-wheeler when I was 17 years old. <laughs> and I thought it was pretty amazing because I had posted something on my story of, with a three-wheeler. And he's like, hey, that reminded me. Here's when I was racing my three-wheeler. and <laughs> Kind of cool. I mean, this is probably, yeah, it's probably mid-80s. I mean, I'd say it's probably... Oh, yeah. Back when they were popular, eighty four, yeah, eighty four, eighty five, probably before the four wheeler generation hit. But yeah, I, it's that's another one. Uh, people is a real famous driver, and everyone likes to see him in person. Um, so. 
yeah, he's one of those famous guys, rock stars. He was one of the well, he may be yeah. the original rock star. The original. He might be the original. <laughs> Matthew Housen's uh says he it's a production thing. I'm about to graduate from Toronto Film School. Wow. Damn, there you go. Yeah, I, obviously he's He's in the film. Yeah, what Jay Jay mentioned that these these uh, camera cars that they use, you know, you don't use any traditional RC equipment. He said it's all like their own radio, and it's like a, it's like a, almost like a box thing, you know. Like that's kind of how he was describing it to me. Like it's almost like he had to learn how to drive that. It's not oh, like so he's they out can't there use with their his, own radio. Yeah, it's because there's different you know functions, and he said it it doesn't work exactly how you think it would work. He said it, it took some training even on his end to, to drive it properly. But he said they're extremely expensive units. I, you know, the, I forget what he said. They're, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. These, yeah, these machines that he's driving, not to mention the camera equipment on top of it. Um, he said, there's a lot of waivers and things you have to sign and everything. He's like, look, I'm not responsible for any of this stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're fine with it. They're like, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's doing good. Uh, Jason, are you going to wicked weekend? Tim, I'm asking. not personally going. I had the, the weekend before that is the Roar E Nationals up in uh, New York at a CRC. I'm going to go to the E Nationals, and then Paul, Tyler, and Hannah are going to go to Wicked Weekend. So we got it back to back there. Back to back. All right, so maybe we get a little bit back on track, maybe with the visions. Oh, getting a phone call. I didn't turn my. Mm-hmm. Jason, are you calling me? <laughs> um, can we get back to the Visions race at all? Or did yeah, we, like I said, or has that ship sailed? No, I mean, like I said, <laughs> uh, you know, all, with the ability these days with photos and videos, it's really hard to even still explain. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was know, watching some of it, and it seems like there um, there's a lot of commercials for what they were doing there, and it's like. Wow. I kind of feel like RC was, I don't want to say an afterthought, but. Well, at something like that, it, it is an afterthought, but. Is that the right word? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it. Well, it's, are, it's the last, it's the last of their concerns because of everything that is going on there. It probably has the least amount of people involved. Right. So. You know, because it's so new. You know, there it's their second year doing RC there, so maybe we have everybody combined, maybe a hundred people that are doing the RC event, right? And they might have several thousand doing everything else. So we're still a small portion of the crowd there, but you know, the 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 owner of that property made a ton of improvements from the very from the year that we were there before to this year there's all kinds of asphalt paving uh they removed more trees for more um you know area to to run the rally cars they had uh, travis pastrana 
uh, is running his rally series out there this year. And they had his Nitro Circus event there as well. So, um, you know, th- this is big time names uh, coming in there. And they're, that whole facility, they're really embracing these new opportunities and they're building and spending a bunch of money. And, uh, you know, even the RC side, they, uh, the year before they built the driver stand, they built the track. The only mistake they made the year before is they put the try me track right next to the actual racetrack. And there was some kind of misunderstanding because Joey wanted to use that whole area for the racetrack. But last, okay. but by the time he got there, they had kind of already <clears throat> set it up a little bit. So this year they put the try me track up on the asphalt and then they used the whole area for the dirt racetrack and the racers didn't like the dirt last year because it was really had tons of rocks in it like big rocks and it made it a hard it made it harder to keep it consistent and it they were having a hard time getting the rocks out of the cars you know they would fly up into the wheels and into the chassis and um and so they brought them all new dirt this the owner they brought joey all new dirt and he built a whole new track on the larger, uh, used all the space, and had this new dirt. And it rained one day where it kind of got some rain ruts, flooded the front straightaway. Uh, Joey pumped the water off. They kind of got things sorted out. And, uh, I mean, they just watered it from there on out. The, the track was amazing. Uh, the, the dirt was really good. It stayed put together the jump faces stayed nice um they would water it whenever they could and the water hung in there pretty well you know it stayed uh in the dirt for quite a bit of time even though the sun was out and it was warm and i think the, the dirt was a major improvement the size of the track was a major improvement uh the layout itself the racers felt was kind of on the simple side but Everybody was running very close in speed. Mm. So I think if there was any critique, it would have been that the racers wish there was like a difficult part of the track somewhere that there would be more crashing or there would be some more separation so that the rate, so it wouldn't be so like, uh, you know, the drivers wouldn't be in such a, you know, freight train going around. So, I think in general, it was a success. Uh, it's great for the drivers that can win the money. It's an outstanding amount of money that they can win. Uh, you know, if you have a perfect weekend as a pro, if you sweep, if you win all three main events, um, you can win almost fifteen thousand mm. uh, dollars for first mm. first place. Uh, but realistically you're probably looking at around like what ty won uh i think he won well he won five thousand for winning and then 1500 for a main so he won 6500 just from the nitro class um and then he won e-buggy too so he he won another thousand there so his total payday was 7500 Ooh, I could buy you a, a decent mountain bike. There you go. Kirby could 
could get that down payment in on another bike. <laughs> yeah, down payment. I'm sorry, they're eleven grand. Yeah, I mean that's not a full payment on his. Yeah, on, on his rides. My apologies. Yeah, Alex was Alex was saying that the the layout was awesome, uh, but not as good for TV. Not enough carnage. So, like you were saying. Yeah, I, yeah, they needed one difficult section that kind of would cause the guys to crash here and there and break it up a little so that there was a little more uh, like if you started out front and you're one of those guys like Mayfield, Testman, Spencer, a uh, couple guys that would start out front, you're gone. I mean, you really weren't going to lose um, wow. starting from the first spot because they didn't crash. And then the other second through whatever they're battling each other and you could just kind of stretch it. Um, but yeah, you needed a couple areas in there to kind of <clears throat> make it a little bit of a, a little better race, I guess. I, I liked watching the, the races. I, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a great, a great watch and everybody was truly pretty excited about it. And we had some spectators. They still had a grimy track out there that a main hobbies, uh, Troy Hansen, um, uh, kind of spearheading that whole try me track. And he got a sponsorship with a main this year. HPI racing supplied a lot of the try me vehicles there. I think it was their short course trucks were on the try me track. And then, uh, they had a bunch of their vehicles out there. Yeah, just kids on must have had a blast with that. Yeah. It, they, they had a steady little stream of, of kids and adults coming over to drive on the trimy track so that was a success and then you had a hobby shops there like uh somebody set up to sell stuff well up front they have like a big i don't know what it is that's almost like a power sports store up front okay they had rc stuff in there like the hpi stuff i don't think they turned it into like a hobby shop but they had some some things there and then, you know, I put on my story all the – I sent you guys the photos of Brandon's with Live RC. Well, they're live, live race media out there, but uh, their whole setup with their big production truck and their trailer. And they had their old trailer out there, so they had a, uh, multiple crews because they do the media coverage for the entire event. So like, Oh wow. I didn't, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So not only are they doing like the RC part, but they're doing like several other, like the UTV races and stuff. So I think he said they had two or three teams of media people that were there. And I mean, that production truck's impressive. Uh, the guys know what they're doing in there. Uh, Brandon. Um, yeah. It, it, it uh, reminded me of the, uh, Ripcast studio here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Damn, that looks familiar." Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to the event now. Uh, I think from a a turnout standpoint, they could definitely have more entries. You know, there's a lot of little uh, caveats, I guess you could say, with getting into that event and signing up because they kind of have like a, a pay to get through the gate price. Oh, so you so yeah, like motor. So in order, yeah. So in order to get in, you have to pay to get in. Then there's an entry fee for the RC race. 
So, um, I, I would Motorama say that's like probably you pay for the entry fee, it gets you into the event, or they combine them somehow. I thought I don't like, remember how they do it, but yeah. it's inexpensive at Motorama compared to other like things. So like, what's the cost to get into that gate? It was $250 for the week. Uh, so like that's what I paid. You had access the whole week. Yeah. Wow. I think they were doing like $40 so, a day for kids. And okay. Like 50 or 60 adult per day. And then there was like a week charge, which I bought the week one. Cause we were there several days and, uh, you know, you get your wristband and uh, all that kind of stuff. But, I would say to grow the RC part a little bit, they're going to have to figure out a way to maybe supply a different wristband for doing the RC portion so that, because a lot of people, when they come to race the RC cars, they're not really participating in anything else. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like for me, I only went up by the pool to the bar area and hung out with the, with everybody, but I never actually left that area by the RC track. So, you know, for me to buy a $250 pass or whatever it was, it's kind of worthless because I'm only at the RC track and up by the pool. Yeah. So I think in the future, they might have to figure out a little better way to do that so they can entice more RC racers to, uh, to kind of come in and do it because once you're, if you're there to race RC cars, you don't really have an extreme amount of time to enjoy everything else. Now, you can make the time if you want. And we talked about that about before. Time. Yep, making time. You can make you can make the time, but a lot of the racers aren't making the time because they'd rather work on their RC cars. Right? right? That's why they're there. They're there to race. They like that part of it. So I think what they'll have to figure out a way to do is charge you to do the RC part. And then if you want to add to that somehow, maybe there's some kind of a, an additional. But, you know, for me, if they just charged me like, say it was 40 or $50 to get in for the whole week to do the RC race, then my entry fee, I think that would be a little more realistic. Uh, because I'm not doing anything else but the RC part. So yeah. But but guys like Mayfield and you know some of his buddies, they did stay after and they went into the bleachers and they watched a little bit of everything. Uh, there's they have I believe it's 250 camping spots with water and power. So like Jared Wiggins, uh, the guy that races for us this year, runs for Techno. He was there with his family and they got the they got a spot, a camping spot, and there was 250 of those, and he said it sold out in 15 minutes. Hmm. And those camping spots were like 11 or 1200 dollars each, something like that. And wow. but when they were camping there, it allowed them to go out a little bit more at night and watch some of these other events that actually were taking place at night. So, you know, for me, we were in a hotel, so we left when the race was over, RC race, and we went to the hotel and eat and all that. 
but they were staying there, so they had a little bit. They got a little bit more value uh, out of their stay than probably, well, definitely more than I did. Yeah. But the format of the RC race is cool for the for the invite, and there's money on the line, even in the open classes. You know, there's several drivers winning. Uh, I would probably, you know, uh, going forward, I would probably be a little more picky or restrictive on who could run the open class, and I would kind of round up everybody that I felt was able to race in that invite, get them in there, and then uh, get that open class a little more open so (laughs) the, the, the money was a little bit more accessible for others to win i guess um but there were some cool things that happened there and having brandon uh, with his a team of people you know that's kind of the event where he kind of shows you what they can do and they have a a pretty big a team uh you know recently at some of the regular rc races they don't really have a their big or an a team there they just might have scotty in a in a camera or two but, you know, it's not like they have the big production truck and, you know, the, all the elaborate stuff like this race does. Because so, they, they want to put it on TV. It's recorded yeah. for television. They got the, the, uh, all the content. You know, last year's was on television on MAV TV. Uh, this one's going to be on Speed Sports, a new network, I guess. Okay. And uh, so they had Ken Stout and Mike Garrison doing the um the actual commentary um and what else and then i had scotty ernst of course doing the pit kind of the pit report so it was, and then jimmy babcock was the race announcer so there i mean and then you had joey the dirt and aaron building the track with their dirt crew i mean it's a they got the a team out there right. it's like um it's like a we talked about earlier like being a rock star i mean they they were they have the rock stars out there of of our little business uh they definitely have the rock stars out there working this event yeah that's cool man i mean it looked good on uh, on tv got the green infields which i enjoy you know that yeah they and just and they good. worked hard on that they like repainted them two or three times because of either weather or just yeah, and like we got to keep it sharp. Dottie says we have to do this. So. Yeah, they're like, guys, there's no arguments here. You know, right. We just have to, you know, this is when the guy says to get it done, you get it done. Yeah. If he doesn't like it, he's going to tell us tens of listeners. Yep. Right. So, yeah, Ty Tessman ended up winning the overall. Like we said, he, he won $6,500. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't heard about that kid in a while. So I was like, oh, what, uh, Ty won? Like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say that he, you know, he he's he had a dominating two years in 8-scale, and he did really well in 10-scale. He had about two years in 8-scale where he was, I'm not going to say undefeated, but he won a lot of races. Around 2012, 13, 14, that area, 2012 to 2014, he was really dominant. Um probably had one of if not the best car one of if not the best engine program 
one of the top tire programs and he was driving at the top level. Him and his dad were on the same page. But after that time, you know, Mayfield got on Losi then uh, or TLR and a lot of movement started happening and the uh, some new new racers started uh, coming into the the picture. Um, then we had our, our worldwide racers like Ronald Falk, Ungaro coming into their own. And then Mayfield and Tebow, Cavalieri, and Dakota kind of reemerged as threats there for several years. And then it kind of trickled down where I'm not going to say Cavalieri and Jared fell down a little bit, but a little bit. And Mayfield was really at the top of his game um, last two or three years in eight scale. And then we had, you know, like Spencer Rivkin coming in there and, and other fresh faces. And it hasn't been as easy for Ty to, to win or dominate like it did in those days. But he's still been really fast. You know, he's won a couple of events, not like he did in that era, but um, something. This year he's been running, I think, a little better than the year before. He's been in contention. He won Nitro Challenge and Treggy. And then we had the Roar Nationals we talked about the last show. He was in second place. Dakota was checked out uh, at the Roar Nats. But Ty was in second place, and he was lapping um, some cars, and a car hit him backwards, kind of. They collided, and Ty broke a front uh, front uh, mount, I believe. Right. <laughs> nah. I think it was aluminum that blew off the car, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so he would he would have got second at the nationals, I believe, and broke. Uh, he collided with a lap car, broke. So it's almost like he kind of came to this visions race, and it just like he got like all the um, everything kind of went his way, but like. He had that bad situation happen there at the Nationals where he broke. And it's almost like he came to this visions. He was really um, motivated. He didn't let the Nationals thing seem like it didn't get him down. And he almost came out, um, you know, he kind of came out on the better end of it, actually. I'm sure it would have been hard at the Nationals to win $7,500 for second place. And at this race, he... He ended up getting both wins, and um, <laughs> Dakota gave him a pretty good run in e-buggy, although Dakota didn't really have a weekend like he's used to recently. Um, Dakota was pretty pretty quick in e-buggy, and they ran to the line, but I think Ty was definitely the better nitro car all weekend. He had this consistency. He had speed. Um didn't have any problems really in the three mains. That was kind of Mayfield's Achilles heel is in the third main. Um, they came in to do the pit stop and it was kind of unique really because all three drivers that were in contention for the overall win, which was Ty Mayfield and Spencer, they all came into the pits on the exact same lap. So it was like clutch wow. driving, turning into clutch pit work 
and uh, Mayfield flamed out coming out of the pits. Oh, so, man. Um, so that kind of ended his chance to win the overall. Uh, but he got fired back up. He got out there, and he said in his interview, I, I, I saw I did an interview with Scotty there, and he said he had, after he flamed out, he said, I had a couple crybaby moments, and then I kind of got my stuff together, and I passed a couple cars, and he got he still got third overall because it's a points race. Right, and all three all three mains count uh, with points. So, um, and Ryan was fortunate enough to win the second main. He he won the second main. He got twenty five points for that. He I believe he got eighteen points in the first main, and then the last main he got after he flamed out. He got enough points to get third overall. And uh, Ty won the first main. That's where he started first. He got second in the second main. Yeah. And then the third the third main, he actually got second in the third main. Spencer won the last main. So each one of those three guys won a main and they finished one, two, three. Um one, two, I had three, fun. Three, two, I, I liked it. I yeah. I had fun. I, I would if they had it next week, I would go back and do really? it all over again. Like, yeah, I I just to Minus me it was pretty cool. Not paying it this time. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, you know, I'm just here. I was just here. <laughs> I was here last week, guys. Yeah. Deal with it. Trust me, I hmm. I hang out at the RC track all day. Uh, yeah. Um ooh, Jason breaking up his five G's giving out. Running out of cricket minutes. Um I was gonna ask you something. Oh, I think I might have lost Jason actually. Jason, did I lose you? Let's remove Jason. Oh, he's back. All right, there he is. I'm, I think I'm back. Yeah. Um, you know, back to the pit stops real quick. I cricket see people minutes, post bro. like, yeah, that's why I said I said I said that while you're gone. I said your cricket minutes is <laughs> give you a little warning. You have one minute left. <laughs> um. Ah, the pit stops. Like I see people post about like look look how fast this pit stop is, but man, they look all the same to me, dude. Like they're all quick, they're all good. Like the pros. Yeah, um You know what I'm saying? Like, are you impressed the, by the pit difference stops, really? at I am. Because they're all uh, I mean it's impressive I've how fast it. they do it, but I mean like I don't know who it was. They posted on Facebook. They're like, check this pit stop out. And I'm thinking, they all look like that. Like they're quick. Well, we did a reel. Yeah, we, we did a we did a reel uh, Hannah put together of Dakota and his pit guy. So it's, uh, this is probably one of the ones you saw where um, Mike Sontag was pitting for Dakota. And she got oh, the, maybe that was it. his pit yep. stop. And, and it, it was. It was really fast. Uh, but there's so many things to this. But you can't get much uh, faster than what you're doing. The pit stop. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, when I first, I remember when we first started racing gas truck. And I remember this was in the 90s. We started racing gas truck. And I remember MIP and Eustace Moore were talking about making something to do uh, fuel stops, right? Yeah. And I was like, at the time, I was like, well, how much faster can you do it in two seconds? You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. I mean, are we talking about one second here? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
But really, the pit stop is really from the moment you drive, moment start you driving off the line. What's that? Right. Yeah, the moment you enter the tri- or the pit lane. The moment, yeah, you, you start to get off of line, you go into pit lane, you get up on the top, your guy catches, you know, uh, release, down, back out on the track. So the fuel going in the car, I think, is actually one of the easiest, not easiest, but one of the quickest parts of the whole thing. It's actually maneuvering with the other cars that might be coming in and out of pit lane at the same right. time. Okay. It's does the driver make a mistake driving into one of the walls? Uh, lots of times they have bars when you enter, they have bars when you exit pit lane. So sometimes your wing or the car will hit that. Sometimes you just graze something and the car spins sideways. And I always say, when I've pitted, and I, don't, I haven't done it in a lot, I've pitted for Ryan and some other guys, and I haven't done it a lot. But you know, usually you got your, you put your hand up like this, signifying that hey, drive to me, right? Yeah. And it's all fun and games until your driver hits the side of the pit lane, or another car hits him, and then the whole thing just goes to hell. It falls apart. Yeah. And. Yeah, like it's like all of a sudden now it's not simple anymore. The car sideways, you got to get the car back to you. You got to set it up on the wall. You got to get your fuel in there. Like it goes from like, I got this. I'm an expert. Here it comes to, oh shit, um, I'm going to look like a dumbass. Right. <laughs> and yeah. like all, you're like fumbling. You're fumbling the car. You're getting it yeah. up on pit lane and you're putting the fuel in. And that this seems like those are the ones that, and when that happens, the, the chances of the car not responding very well to it is just as high. Like once you start getting discombobulated and the car is like, you're fumbling the car and you're trying to get it on the pit wall, like the chance of it flaming out now is like going up all the time. It seems like, right. So, uh, but when you see the guys that do it well, they drive the car in straight and smooth right into the guy. He's, it's up, the tank opens, fuel goes in, and you're right. You got to look down pit lane, and the car goes right back out. That's really all there is to it if the car comes in clean. Right. Uh, I would say, of all the people you watch, the funniest guy to watch is Adam Drake pit a car because there's absolutely no emergency whatsoever. He just Calm, stands there like he's just yeah, he just stands there like nothing. The car comes in, he picks it up, he puts the fuel in, and he just goes. Like it's like you're like, it's really that easy. But and even if it uh gets a little squirrely on him, just he yeah, he, he does keeps his composure. He to, yeah, he keeps his composure. Whereas like you'll see these RC dads that they're just like, oh, they're like running all over the place. And the, the, <laughs> they got the fuel gun in their hand and, you know, they're accidentally pulling the trigger and the fuel's falling out and they get the car and they dump fuel in the car. It goes everywhere. It's like, you know, it's, the fuel's just <laughs> trailing, the, trailing the car as it comes out. Right. And 
their kids are yelling at them through their headsets, Dad, you flooded my car. (laughs) It's like those are the ones you see a lot at the some of the races, but really, it's it's maintain. You cannot really make up much time in the pits. In you know, unless you like the video of Mike Sontag who does it all himself in one motion, that's probably the fastest you're going to do it. And there's two different directions. Like in this case, my last two races actually is a good example. The Nationals end this race where the cars come in backwards because really the fuel access to the cab to fuel the car is on the left side or our driver's side here. That's really, you really want the car to come in right to left the way the car is built because that's really the side the fuel tanks on. So it comes, if you comes in right to left, most people can handle the car as a one person operation uh, because it's on that side. But uh, when the, the pit lane comes in the opposite direction, where the car is coming in and the fuel tanks on the opposite side, you kind of have to either be able to um, fuel with your left hand with the, with the fuel gun, or they turn the car. You have a fuel, uh, two people in the pits and one picks up and turns the car to you and then you fuel it and then you're down. Mm. So, so the last two races we've been at, the pit lane has actually been backwards. You've come in backwards. Wow. And that that adds a little bit of complexity. And impressively, what was good about that Mike Sontag pit is it was backwards. That was the pit lane coming in the wrong way, and he did it by himself and in one motion. Okay. So that's what was kind of impressive about that pit Mike did on our video because it was it was kind of backwards. So yeah, there is a lot to the pits, and I feel like no matter how good it is or how good you are, there is that opportunity that the car just does not come in straight. It hooks something, it spins, and now all hell breaks loose, and it just feels like a cluster after that. <laughs> um, but. And, and that happened to Ryan once over the weekend. He came in, he 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 um, he got on the the rail. The car spun in to the pit lane. The guy had to turn it straight for him. Then he drove in. He lost a spot. I mean, I would say Ryan probably had two or three instances in the pits at that Visions that um, cost him some spots. Um, and two of them, I think, were his own fault. One just happened to be a problem with the, the pitting itself because just maybe trying to you know, be a little too fast. Or like I said, if it comes in wrong, you go from calm to, oh, no, I got to get going. Yeah. And once that happens, it just seems like you can't slow down and correct time there. It just it either all happens smooth and great or it's like, <laughs> oh, we're in for Total chahos. Um, so yeah, I'd say he, he probably had three bad pit issues over the weekend that cost him some space or some time. But it does happen. I mean, I've, the testmans are usually really good at pits, and I I think they had an issue. Uh, um, so it's just something you can 
and every pit lane's different. It's not like you're, you know, oh, well, once you did one pit lane, you've done them all. They're like every single track, they're all different. You know, some are plywood, some have roll roofing on it, some are wire mesh, you know, some are plywood. Uh, the ramps going in and out are usually never the best. Uh, there's a bar when you enter them uh, up top, so you can't go too fast. And sometimes there's holes at the bottom, and you hit that, and the car just goes right into the pipe. I mean, it, there's, <laughs> so, there's so many variables. I mean, the, at the Nationals, they had a big turn at the end. You had to go down yeah. the ramp and then make a complete left-hander, then a 90-degree corner coming out. Um, <laughs> they made you dr- dr- they the, drive for that one. The old Silver State that they had at Boulder City, there was a huge uh, ramp coming up and going down. That one always looked really hard to me. Mm. Uh, there's been some that have some tight turns. and I think the one at the Worlds this year in Spain, uh, or last year, there was a pretty good little turn in that one uh, as well that – it's like it's like another part of the race like just yeah. it's not like you. pitting is it's almost like the less you can pit the better off you are because it's just one less time you have to worry about even driving in and out of pit lane they should have trap doors where you come up onto the platform and you don't know if the trap door is going to open or not <laughs> that'd be like a that's like a psycho nitro blast thing yeah there you PMB go like- could do that there you go. I just gave you the idea. You're like, well, I was racing and I was winning, and then yep. I hit the I hit the trap door, and my I went car to the pit lane, gone. and the trap door opened, down, gone. I was I was gone, and there goes my race. You know? Yeah, it's a damn great idea, especially for those races that you mentioned. Uh, Alex Sturgeon saying he's uh, uh, he never builds a track with the opposite pit direction anymore. So he did at one time. Uh, Paul, I ran, oh, go ahead. You ran what? I ran a couple races at Alex's track in nitro when, before they had the roof on it. Hmm. And yeah, the opposite? it's, uh, I don't really remember. I feel like, I feel like one went one way and one went the other. No. John Faulkner. Well, how dare, why, why would you do that to the, to the racers, Alex? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fair. Uh, Paul Wynn's saying the best is when the guy puts a fuel gun in the head of the engine and pulls the trigger. That's <laughs> damn. That'd be a, that's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> I had one of the most embarrassing pits one time with um, oh, no. uh, Mayfield asked me. Um, you were pitting for Mayfield. <laughs> Yeah, it was a warm-up race. It was like a Nationals warm-up oh, at Thornhill. Thank, thank God, because I know how nervous you get and, in Mayfield. And, uh, well, no, it was one of those things where I felt pretty confident it was going to be okay. I was pitting with Tyler Hooks' dad, Doug, because I was like, hey, you know, I need, it'd be nice to have somebody help me. And I was thinking, right. oh, yeah, we got this. And this one pit that we had was so – everything that could go wrong – basically went wrong in one pit stop and it's like i'm thinking to myself i'm like man this is just not going well and you know like ryan didn't really yell at us but i could like you could feel it (laughs) i I could feel it big time 
and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah. Okay, well, I know that was bad, but <laughs> it was That's bad. What, it's uh, just a warm-up. Calm wrong. down. <laughs> everything that could have gone wrong in that pit went wrong. And wow. then I had a couple decent ones once. Um, once? When we, no, we had a couple of Southern Nats or something. I, I pitted a couple times there with Mark Murrow. We had a great – I don't think I'm, we had any problems there. Yeah, it's got to be nerve-wracking, uh, though. You don't want to screw the race up for him. Well, like Ryan says, when you talk to him, he's like, he's like, look, just put fuel in the car. Like that's, he's like, it's not that hard. <laughs> don't put it and in the like, engine. Yeah. He's like, just tank. put fuel in it. It's not that hard. And it's like, well, it is, it is that hard, hard because the second that the car running. comes in, the second that comes in, the car comes in and it bobbles or hits something. It turns sideways. It just yeah. all of a sudden it goes from a a real easy thing to a really difficult thing. And it's like <laughs> the more things that go wrong, you feel like Ryan's getting closer to looking over your shoulder right. when you're in pit lane. It's like, you know, it starts up, he's on top of the driver's stand, and like as more things are happening, like pretty soon he's like right, right here, on like, top of you. Yeah. Right right here. And here's it's like, trust me, we're getting it done. <laughs> <laughs> Trust the process, Mayfield. Trust it. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be easier for, like, you know, if your guy's out there and he's running 10th, like, who cares, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's he, no pressure on you. but I mean, that's, Right, you got guys like Mayfield. If you're pitting for him, it's like, he's well, going to be up Well, and it makes front. a difference. It yeah. makes a difference right. when they're racing because they're racing <clears> for 10th. They're racing for 10th of a second. And if your pit is not on par... You know, you might, it might take a guy like, a, if he's, you know, in this situation, you're racing Ryan versus Ty versus Spencer versus whoever. It might take him half a race to make up three seconds, but you could lose three seconds in the pits like nothing. Like it, it ha- just, it can happen so fast. And, but it, it, it could take half a race to make up three seconds on the track. So, you know, when you talk to Ryan, he's like, look, all you guys want me to be perfect on the track. I get it. But just when I come in and pit, I want you to be perfect too. And it's like, okay, I get it. Right. Makes sense. Which he's right. I mean, it's like, you know, he's out there driving for 30, 40, 45 minutes. He's not making mistakes and he comes in the pits and it takes five seconds more than Dakota's guy. It's like, Hey, good luck making up that five seconds. <laughs> Have fun with that. So I guess we'll, we'll never change tires in the pits then. I kind of. I mean, it, it only yeah. happens when when it, something's coming off or you right, something yeah. breaks. I kind of propose which we've that done idea. that before too. I think we had to do that at one several races. We had to do that. Um, so I mean, everyone's had it happen. I've, I, <laughs> you imagine just, somebody coming in changing tires. No, but it happens. I mean, no, I mean like just like oh, I'm in the lead. I, I you know I got. 40 well, minutes to go. We, you know, we did uh, it in gas truck, gas huh? truck. They came out with quick change rear wheels. When we were racing gas truck racing, um, Losi was the first to have a quick change rear wheel. Wow. And then, um, Tebow and his dad figured out a way to kind of have a quick change rear, um, on their associated truck. 
Then when they redesigned the associated truck for the GT2, they made it with quick change rear uh, hubs. Hmm. So we we used quick change. So it was like it was pretty neat, really. It worked it worked well. I'm uh, interested. You know, because then we you know, you're running like really low pin low tread tires for the speed and they'd wear out and you have a 45 minute main, you'd come on, poof, pop two new ones on. And wow. it was quick. That's and awesome. Yeah, it was cool. What would be neat today what would be neat today is we, what we didn't have then is we didn't have the headsets back then. Right. So being able to race a gas truck with a headset and being able to talk to your driver and say, do you want to change tires? Right. And so you could kind of talk about that along with your pit stop and say, no, I think I'm going along pretty good. I don't need to change tires. Or you need to say, yeah, I, I definitely need to change tires. This thing's becoming impossible to drive right uh so yeah I, that would be kind of interesting that was something that it kind of came along too late in gas truck racing near the end yeah it was right near the end and but it would have <laughs> been really neat and that would have been another great thing for video you know we didn't really have the video back then of like live rc and pit lane cams and um you know at this race at visions they had a. Paul was telling me they had a. They put like. To me, what it looked like was, like a thing you buy to you put your baby in, like yeah. it goes on your Carrying shoulders it. from the yep. front. And you could like, but they took that part off and they put a camera on the front. So the, the body there cam. was a pit. Yep. They had a body cam yeah, for pit lane, and um, it actually turned out really cool. They had yeah. one of Katie. Katie pitting Jared Wiggins. They had a, a Drew Spurgeon was wearing it when he pit pitted Ryan. Uh, there's several uh, pit lane cams. But what would be cool oh, is doing man. the gas truck thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Paul Wynn's saying, unfortunately, quick change hubs and axles aren't legal in eight scale. Damn. Let me make them legal. Jeez, I'd love to see that. They could become just do more it president. They <laughs> become more president. Yeah, you could do. You're one's, like, uh, one's I have cool. one change I want to make. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I want to see that man. I could do it at a uh, fun race, right? Not not a serious. Uh, try. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah. If you today, if we had the cameras, that, yeah, that we have have now, and we had the gas truck racing with the ability to change the tires and do the fuel, it'd make really a cool <laughs> video because. Now it's like, oh, is he going to change tires? And all of a sudden you're changing tires and be pretty cool. I guess you could make it um, like a roll. You have to at least change tires once in an hour long. Mm -hmm. What would be wrong with that? I don't know. <laughs> so you figure like halfway halfway through you got to come in and uh you know you're going to come in and probably change your tires halfway through so i got my tire here that i, uh, See, I just gave stumbled to, on something gave to mike garrison and brandon roadie asked me to cut a tire apart here to show uh, oh, so they could go. they're they're going to do a segment they're going to do a segment on the tv show where they show what RC tires look like and how oh, okay. they look cut apart. 
so on uh, so Mike Garrison had this set up and he they're gonna have the video I believe in in the uh, in the broadcast so uh, TV so you know cut, I cut this open so that it'd be easy to see kind of the insert and the tire the way it kind of yeah. fits together so um, yeah I think it it'll be kind of hopefully they get to use it yeah well, that's cool you know luckily Dakota messed up one of his tires when he was gluing it and then so I had to give him one I had to do one tire yeah give one one extra tire to Dakota so then we had a non-matching set so then I was like oh when they asked to do this I'm like oh I got another tire I could use that Dakota didn't use Uh, Hmm. yeah all right well there's something to think about quick change tires uh, just make it mandatory that uh, make it legal. Make it mandatory. You got to change tires at least one time during the race. They do have it in eight scale on road quick change tires. Wow! So like the badass eight scale on road cars, they yeah. they quick change those tires. They've done that for years. I think they've had. Well, that. I just thought I of know. it because I hear like guys on the uh, live. They're like, "Oh, his tires are probably you know wearing out or something." It's like, oh. <laughs> That'd be nice to change them halfway through, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Be cool. Then we'll see how fast those guys are. Because uh, fuel, putting fuel in is pretty easy. But uh, not for that. Yeah, could you imagine if you had a bad pit stop and a bad tire change? <laughs> oh, man. It'd make it fun to watch, though. I'll tell you that. Um, Alex Sturgeon <laughs> saying that uh, we had that awful same pit lane until this winter. The opposite direction. So... Yep. He says here that you'll see the new one in a few weeks. Way better. Good. Let's wait. There you go. Yeah, they had uh, they had an all pit all wood pit lane with I believe like if you're standing like you're gonna pit a car, they had all the boards went um went vertical uh on that pit lane and they got their use out of that. That's for sure. They use that hmm. pit lane forever. I was thinking maybe have some like pyro when you come up in the pit lane and some fire, but I guess that wouldn't go good with nitro. I guess we'll not do that. Like so that'd it's be another thing for like, nitro blast. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I think there might be some safety yeah, issues there though. You, you and Dave could put on races together. You could put all these gimmicks together and like, you know, Joker lane laps and trap doors and um, concussion explosions. Yeah. Yeah, hit me up, Dave. We'll come up with some great ideas. Jason knows I'm always full of great ideas. I'm always helping people out, helping sports yeah, organizations out. Free of charge, too. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, what, what would the NFL, NHL, NBA, what, where would they be at, the WWE, if it wasn't for your emails, your constructive criticism? Exactly. And the Duncan app, Sheets app. I helped them all out. <laughs> Yeah, and they've rewarded uh, me, but uh, you know, uh, Alex is saying on the pit lane thing that uh, he has a speed limit, and if you speed, you get the trap door. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Love it. The trap door. We got to make that a thing for the psycho blast. And uh, trap some door. pit lanes have a trap door accidentally because they're in such <laughs> bad shape. <laughs> oh man, um, Rick Hayes checking in from YouTube. 
head on over to YouTube, like the YouTube uh, page, subscribe and like it really helps us out. Uh, he, Rick is saying there didn't seem to be much of a spectator interest at the vision race. Would an event like that be better suited for more of a scale RC race like uh, U4RC, Dirt Oval, or, Mo- oh, or Monster Truck? I think what a couple of the things is when you're at that event, you're, there's really not <clears throat> there's really not a lot of spectators at that event. They're all participants in something. Wow. So we're really relying we're relying on um, other individuals not doing what they're there for to watch us. You know what I mean? Like you're not just driving up there and, and buying tickets to go and and be a spectator for RC. Like essentially, <clears throat> they're not busy at that moment. They're walking by, um, going to get lunch, or they're going to you know, get their UTV ready and they're like, Oh, let's stop and watch this. Uh, it's, there are spectators and there were people stopping to watch. I want to say like maybe a one, I felt like there was like the most amount of people watching. I have to look at my video, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's not something where you're actually like in so much invited to be a spectator. It's more like you're walking by it constantly. And if you choose to stop, you can stop. But a lot of people are interested in what they're doing, right? It's like if you're there with a UTV or a rock, whatever they call them. What did I just call them? Rock, rock busters. It's not a rock. Rock hopper. Rock. <laughs> rock I forget the name of it. It's, I forget what the name of they were calling them. Anyway. Oh, man. Um, you know, you might be just getting ready to go do that yourself so it's like it's not a big deal um the rock hoppers. i think the 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 best uh, the best spectator well rc race that i've been involved with was Motor when Rock. we did um yeah it's not bad yeah that wasn't bad uh we were racing and a lot of people walking through those buildings and stopping at the rc track because they're also they were there as spectators. They were Motorama? kind of visiting. Yeah, they were visiting yeah. the whole thing as a spectator. So yeah, there's a lot I think of people to pass through there. There was something to that. <clears throat> um, when I did the Monster Jam World Finals, um, this kind of goes in as monster truck stuff. But you know, we did the Monster Jam World Finals out in Orlando, and there was quite a few spectators watching that. But they're also there wandering around they have nothing else to do but to spectate so um they were interested and they stopped and they watched it for quite a while when we were doing the races and the freestyle um yeah i I think you know that's several several of the points i guess is one everybody had something they were doing because they were there doing their own event and two uh the timing has to be right. You know, something exciting has to be going on when they're walking by uh, or interested. In general, I thought it went pretty well. Uh, if you wanted to get more spectators, I think what you would have had to do is advertise exactly when the race that you want people to watch is going to happen. 
you know, say it's, you know, two or 3 PM at the RC track, the a final is going down and maybe you could make sure people were going to be there for that. That's what Mm -hmm. we did at Motorama. What we did at Motorama with Scotty on the eight scale track is we told the, the organizers that we were going to have a special race, um, at like, you know, we picked a time. It was like two or three. And Scotty went through the list and picked like 10 drivers he wanted to compete in this special. And the spectators <clears throat> showed up and we held this special like 10 minute race. Yeah. And all the drivers participated in this like it was a show. Because we didn't, it wasn't an actual real main event. We just made it up for the spectators. So I've talked about this before when we on the podcast, but it was the coolest way to do it because I remember Mayfield and like uh, Taylor Peterson, Adam Drake, um, Jesse Roberts, Billy Easton. I think a lot of those guys were in the in the race, and I remember Ryan going like letting people just pass him and the spectators thought they were really passing him, but he was just like going wide and letting like Adam Drake pass him. And then he would just, since he was really wide, he would do like, he would jump a really big distance that you wouldn't normally jump. Mm-hmm. And the spectators just were going crazy. Cause they're right. just like, Oh my God, this guy <laughs> passed him here. And then, then Ryan jumps over him and it looked, it looked great. Like it worked perfectly for the spectators but it wasn't a real race. It was just like the guys were like, we're just going to make this look good. And that actually, to me, that worked the best was sort of a, a fun race uh, to kind of show off and it worked well. Um, Jason checking in uh, says the complex did not really announce over a common loudspeaker. Um, the events that were happening. So. Yeah, they, they had a they had a speaker that they would use to make announcements, and it sounded like one of those old McDonald's speakers. Uh, you know, where it was like... Uh, A1 coming up in two minutes. Come see Ryan Mayfield and all... Nothing like that? Uh, would you like yours is way cl- yours is way clearer. It is clear, mine way clearer than the one that they had. Yeah. Would you like to upgrade to our macho nacho cheese fries for a dollar more? Thank Thanks, you. sir. Mayfield up next. Please drive through. Please drive through. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think I understand with, your with frustration. I think what what Jason's saying is is a lot of truth to it. They you know they never actually made an announcement and said, "Hey, come to the RC track for this right. special event." And because I think our schedule, head on we over to the, the RC track right away. Jason Makanik, Makanik, There we go. Jason Makanik uh, is racing up next. Come over here and catch us and watch this uh, beautiful disaster. There we go. 
guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're having that's what a real it sounded like, right? They, they like a little tiny speaker on the uh, you're on a real pole, right? of that. Yeah, I love that. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> Jason's speechless. Uh, Alex was saying the event is not for spectators; it's for TV. Jason, so it was for TV. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is they ran the schedule? Brandon ran the schedule for the TV, not necessarily for people to watch. Right. But you kind of end up getting you kind of end up getting both. But yeah, it was fun. I would totally go back, like I said, and do it yeah. again. And, um, I tuned in and they had these cars going through uh, like a, it looked like a crick, and it was it looked like the a full uh, scale version of the buggies. I don't know what you would call them. They weren't UTVs or not. I don't, I don't know what they call them. They look like the ad from uh, 1985 RC10. <laughs> um, they had everything out there. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know what was going on when I'm watching it because there's commercials and all this other stuff going on, and I'm like, Phew, man, I got ex- it was sensory over- overload. Uh, oh, Jason is saying that uh, Rock Racers is probably what I was watching, Jason. Rock Racers, Rock Bouncers, Rock Rock Bouncers, Rock Bouncers. That's yeah. what they were telling me. Get that yeah, right, yeah. Mac and Nick. It's Rock Bouncers, Rock Hoppers. I like that one. That's, I'm gonna turn my Wi-Fi back on. Oh, no, here we go. We're going to lose them. We were doing so good there. So Jason's broadcasting from home, people. So we got, you know, we're getting technical issues. We're getting these little clicks that you're going to hear in the audio version. Just deal with it. It's fine, right? Yeah, I think technically Rock Racers is the real name. Rock but, Hoppers. But, but people were calling them Rock Bouncers. Did I say Rock okay. Bouncers? That so that's what, what I was probably watching for a little bit. But I didn't know what was going on. It was jumping from here and there and there. And I'm like, uh, yeah. I couldn't put much And uh, Jason's it, so last name is actually so much easier than it looks. It's just actually Mechanic. mechanic. It's mechanic? just mechanic. I think it's just mechanic. Mechanic. Now, come on. How could his last name be Mechanic. I think it's just mechanic. <laughs> it's so much easier than you think. I mean, if you have a name like that, you're definitely racing. It's, it is mechanically it racing. That's, that's unreal. Yes. Yeah, so it, so you, um, have to, you have to be involved in some form of racing with a name like that. And they did really good in the race, actually. They were there racing. They, they were one of the ones that they TQ'd the overall in uh, the open uh, nitro class, won 1000 bucks for that, and bumped huh. up to the invite. Wait, who? So, um, Jason's son, Ethan Mechanic. Oh, oh his son, he, Ethan he, Mechanic. Yeah, was racing, and he he TQ'd the open buggy class, and you get a thousand bucks for that. What? Wow, awesome! And uh, so, yeah, he was he was victorious. Once do you have to money. report that to the IRS? You do actually. Oh. They give you a form. They give you a form right then and there. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Man, there's a is there a IRS agent right there too that hands it to you? There is. There's sixty thousand of them. Wasn't yeah, that the number? Right. Yeah, yeah. They got to, they hired uh, sixty some thousand or something like that. I love when you see those memes where it's like <laughs> the IRS looking at me getting a Venmo payment or something <laughs> yeah. like that, or uh, the order to collect that. Oh, eighty six thousand uh, agents they hired. 
They're, yeah, they're uh, there to collect that five dollars your grandmother gave you for your birthday. Man, right? Wow! So they give you a, a form right there. So the government's getting half of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh... half of it's going to Ukraine. Um. All right, Jason mechanic. Okay. Yeah, it's a ten ninety nine k. They're giving you ten ninety nine k. Look at that. That makes your yeah. taxes all complicated. Spencer said he filled it out on the on the spot. <laughs> He's like, I'm done. He's like, I did it right there. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. It's got to be legit, I guess. Yeah. Head on over to the RC track right now and watch Jason Mechanic. Yes, that's his last name. Mechanic. Watch him. Uh, uh, so he's a mechanic for his son then, right? That's correct. <laughs> uh, that's great. All right. Jason Santos saying, hey, guys. There he is. I was wondering if he was going to check in. Yeah, he checks in. We can count on him. One of our I think I missed the race he had a couple weeks ago at Pit Stop. I missed that one. Can you believe that, Jason? I definitely believe it. Uh, because the, the thing is now at this point there's going to be a time you're going to be like yeah I'm going to be there and he's just going to be like yeah right and then you're just going to show up and he'll be like I never even got anything ready because I didn't think he was coming well I was going to go the week I was going he was uh, going I think he was going to some graduation or something so that was the week I was going <laughs> that's amazing how it didn't work out <laughs> nah it's amazing isn't it? <laughs> yeah and uh, Jason Santos is saying, apparently, my notification bell hasn't been on. So, yes, uh, I've also, Jason contacted me last week and said, hey, I'm not getting uh, notifications when you go live. Hmm. So, and I've gotten that same message from other people, too. So, I don't know if it's in your settings or if it's just Facebook doesn't like us or YouTube doesn't like us. So, Ring that bell. Yeah. Make sure you click on that notification bell. And I think you have to go on Facebook and make sure you put C first. Or put us as a favorite in order to get the updates. Hmm. I'm not quite sure how all that works. Uh, Jason said he fixed it, though. Cool. Well, apparently he didn't because he shows up like two hours into the show. Well, he was wrench- wrenching on the RC-10. <laughs> right. He's got a lot of builds to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where we were at that uh, race in Virginia, Jason was there and... Brock was pitting in front of him. Brock's just kind of like, how many of these RC-10s you got? You know, and right. I don't know. Jason's like, I don't know, like 50. <laughs> Brock, I thought Brock's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think he was thinking like, oh, five or, you know, Brock's thinking, oh, he's going to say like five or six. Yeah. J- Jason's like, oh, I probably got like 50 of these. He's like, what? <laughs> well, how many are race ready? Probably like two. The rest of it's all torn apart. That's the tough <laughs> part about RC cars. Uh, Chili Duncan. What's up, Chili? I need you to send me some more car actions digitally. <laughs> uh, he's saying he got a notification from YouTube, but not Facebook. So, yeah, I think Facebook's a little different. Hmm. I think you just need to go into your Facebook page settings and uh, put... As a favorite or C first? I, I I don't know why I keep saying I think C first used to be a thing at one time, but uh, now I think they just put favorites. Okay. 
Um, Alex Sturgeon saying maybe I made fun of Biden at any time. Shadow ban for insulting the great leader huh? of our country. So that uh, is there no, a shadow? There's a such thing as a shadow ban. <laughs> shadow ban. What is that? Uh, did I? Uh, no, I, I I don't follow politics, so I don't know. Is Biden still the president? Okay. Um, yeah, Jason has enough friends. Uh, there was a question up here I wanted to get to real quick, and uh, I'm trying to find it while you uh, talk some amongst yourselves. Okay. Hey, you know what? We haven't gotten into the Losi bike yet. Yeah, so there was a question up here about that, and I, I need to find it. I think it was from John Bolton, our good friend John Bolton. Let me scroll through here. John, oh, here we're doing go. a little. Uh, John Bolton's back into it now, by the way. So Good. Yeah. Uh, what would it take? John's asking Jason, what would it take to put the J Concepts name? Let me click that on here for you. Uh, J Concepts name in yellow on the tires like all the MX tires have. J Concepts will need to build tires for the new motorbike from Horizon. I think you can have them. Um, uh, you know, you can you can kind of get like a, a print put on it. You know, you can kind of roll or mask and 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 print a name on there. It probably would actually be easier to do it. You know, right now we kind of have embossed logos. Embossed logos? On okay. the, the tires, you know, we have, the logos are actually extruded into the tire carcass so that when you're looking at it, it has uh, a three dimension, you know, it's got a, a thickness to it. And, you know, like the tire I have here, you know, the, the logos, they stick out from the sidewall, so they're extruded out from the sidewall. But I think you can actually, you could set it up to where it'd be easier to not have any of that on there. And then you would just print uh, right on the sidewall itself. But then they're going to wear off. You know what I mean? They, they look, they'll probably look great when they're brand new. Yeah. But I would think after you... You know, you hit stuff, maybe they'll kind of, you know, kind of drag that, you know, that the yellow off or, you know, they look a little weird. But I do agree. It might be kind of neat. It might be neat to have that. You have to do in the J Concepts blue. <laughs> that one I think what he's I think what he's saying is in the real bikes. They're yeah, actually well, yellow. But. I mean, it's not a real bike. <laughs> No, it'd be cool to show it off though, and it says J Concepts in blue. Yeah, be awesome. I think it'd look cool. Yeah, do it. Yeah, uh, I think. What a perfect I track to I, race those at too at Hobby Haven. I think. Uh, I think Nick Walnuts at Silver State was doing his lettering on his tires. He was, I think, he was doing white though. He was like, but he was penning it in, you know, like with a pen. It looked good. Right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I would. I wouldn't run it on a RC car like that. But, no, but on this bike, it'd be cool. But on the bike, in the yellow, as John's saying, it might be really neat. Um, okay, so we might do it. Tyler Weaver checking in. Haven't heard from that dude in ages. I don't even think he races RC cars anymore. So what's he care? 
He's gonna get a dirt bike, man. He ain't getting no dirt bike. He's he he got married, and that's all he cares about now. <laughs> um, does JC uh, JC being J Concepts JC Concepts have any plans for Losi Promoto X MX accessories? So are you gonna do an uh, accessories for this Losi? Uh, Lucy bike. Yeah, I, we we are. I mean, there's. I don't think there's any question. You're going to have to have it. Uh, it looks like it's the you know. The general feeling out there is that people, I think, want one. So we're going to have to have stuff for it, and I'm excited about it. Um, but I'm excited about everything RC. <laughs> but, I mean, I just I like all RC stuff, but. We're going to have to have something. No, and it's different, though, because there's a lot more limitations with this, I think, because sometimes with cars and trucks and all that is there's a little more – you have more freedom probably to make it look a little different. So with this, it's a little more like you know tires, wheels, small accessories. You know, Do you get into – the aesthetics of it at all, um, you know. Well, don't don't you have to wait and see how successful this is first? Well, I think I well I think I think it's going to I think at the very minimum it's a moderate success. So I think it's I think it making stuff for it is for sure. Uh, you kind of have to do it, I think. Hmm. I think at the very minimum, it's a moderate success. And if it's an amazing success, then you you have you had to already been in it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way to predict if it's a moderate success or an overwhelming success. So, I think you have to just you have to do it, and you have to take. If there's any risk in that, you have to just roll with it. That's part of it. Um, you know, uh, what I've heard is they've had six years in this project. So yeah. if they're willing to spend six years in uh, what I would consider millions and millions of dollars developing and getting this thing out, certainly millions they think there's millions? millions and millions of dollars Um getting this thing out there uh, certainly they think there's something to it so i'm willing to <laughs> go along with that <laughs> uh, certainly prepared to accept it now I watched all the videos. Um, Paul sent me the link to the 50-minute video. I watched that one. I watched a little promo, a vertical portrait video. Um, I, I think that it does what they set out to do. It probably has more technology built into that bike than any project they've ever made. It's probably there's probably more thinking outside the box with that vehicle with that item than they've probably ever had to do with anything they've built in the past. 
Um, they, they, I think they had their A team, uh, A team level of uh, individuals working on it. Gil Lucy Jr., Frank Root, Mike Mellon. Those are the guys I know personally. Uh, Todd Hodge is uh, in the department or runs the department, I think, surface category or something. Um, obviously, he is part of the A team. They got marketing A team guys on this. They probably had any everybody in Spectrum. That's the top of the line uh, designers in Spectrum. They were probably in on this the A team. So you have your entire A team working on this thing. Um, whereas if you're building a mini T, you probably don't have your A team working on the mini T. You know what I mean? Um, but in something like this, you got your A team across the board on it, it's going to cost you yeah, a whole new platform and it's going to cost you some money. And if you work and working on it for what I heard was six years, they said three and a half years on the video, but I, I thought it was more like six years. If you're going to work on for something for six years, you're setting up to sell, you want to sell a hundred thousand of these, not a thousand of these, right? Um, Selling a thousand is not a success. In something like this, selling a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand—that's what you're shooting for. Do I think that they can sell that many? I don't know, but that's the goal. I mean, I hope they do because it's good for all of us. That—that that means there's that many more people. I mean, that's what happened with Short Course. Yeah. Um, and as far as I know, Traxxas sold has sold. They're still selling them. Hundreds of thousands of those slashes. Wow. And that's, uh, I would say, a great majority of the people we have in RC right now started with a slash. Uh, you know, I started with Tamiya cars. That was my generation. Uh, but there was a generation after that, and then another generation, and then probably the generation of starting with the slash. Uh, and that's the guys that are racing. A lot of the people that are racing right now probably started with something like that. So this could be the end, another entrance, another gateway vehicle, or it's its own class altogether. Maybe people get into this and they do only this. I don't know. I don't know how well it performs side by side with other bikes. You know, can you put four, 10, 12 of them together? What can you, what happens when they hit and how do you turn marshal it? And, you know, um, mm, good points. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know how all that really works yet, but, uh, you know, they're showing it on a track, but it's a track built for that, to, for that, that looks like a dirt bike track. Yeah. What I don't understand is if your term, well, I guess it, le- it has those side leaning, uh, I can't remember the actual name they call it. Like training wheels. Yeah. They're like balance bar. Yeah. It's just so it can't tip past kind of the breakover point you know when you're you get something where you lean too far where uh it you know the basically the the center of gravity goes over too far but you know they got those 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 bars on there for that and you think that'll turn people off to that what do you mean the look of it the look of it because people complain about stadium trucks not looking like trucks now you got a bike with uh, these two things sticking out of it i'm sure they didn't I'm sure they didn't want to put them on there, yeah. but um, I think there was a couple things that 
they probably just couldn't get around. Um, when that thing leans too far, it just, you can't bring it back is probably part of it. And, um, of course, like I said, I haven't driven it, but the, there is somebody said that once you get better with it, you can take those off if you want. Oh, okay. But I tend I can't to imagine think, a lot of people doing that. I tend to think that you kind of need them on there because if you're, especially if you're crashing or making mistakes, it seems like that's kind of how you can kind of get it back going. Right. You know what I mean? I, I just don't know how you, what happens when you crash and uh, like if you have a term marshal, how they get you back going. Can they just lead it on the side and then it takes off or, or do you like, got to be like on a throttle a little and then like yeah. you down and zzz. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I, that's yeah. the part I don't know how it really works because that's obviously a huge part of it. Right. Like, cause you're going to have crashes. You're going to beat and bang and be upside down and on the driver's helmet, <laughs> everything <laughs> else. So, um, yeah. yeah. How do you get it back going? Um, so, <laughs> and you kind of, it's best to have a track that probably suits it. It's pretty big too. When you look at it, it's that thing's not small. Yeah. So, um, like in the video, it kind of looks small, but when you see people handling it, and yeah, you're like, yeah, right. It's it's pretty good size, and then it's heavy too. Like it's it's heavier than an eight scale buggy, so it's it's a pretty hefty piece. Uh, yeah, I I don't I don't know much more about. I, I don't know what the target is. Are you, do you want to race them? Are they, did they make it to race it? Or is it really just, are you just showing it on a track with others? Or like, you know, that's, that's my question is, is there a transponder mount? <laughs> if I, is it ready to put my transponder in there? Yeah. Uh, but I know for sure they've worked so hard on this thing. Uh, I'm sure everybody's ready for a vacation if this thing is out and ready to be shipped because I'm sure they've had to work really hard to get this thing out. And what really kind of I liked about when I watched the video was there was a couple details. The, um, well, there's a lot more than just a couple details, but I don't know. Have you watched that the, the long video? No, not the long one. If you watch that, you're a video like research kind of like information that yeah. thing you're gonna like buy. You're gonna be into it after you watch that video. I'm gonna pre-order one. Yeah, because there's a all the the inner workings of how it works, the front shocks, the forks, the front brakes, the the rear chain, the sprocket thing, like Dang. the rear shocks. Uh, you know, the rider, the actual dude that's on it. Um, the, what that's made out of, it has clothes. Like, it's pretty freaking cool. Hmm. I'll have to check that um, out. And, uh, and you know, they're saying the price about 600 bucks, which I actually was expecting it to be more than that. I, I think that's a pretty fair price considering I want to say that's the price that comes with a battery also. And... That's pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on with that thing. Uh, 
for 600 bucks. Mm. Uh, Peter Bartel's asking, do you think it will bring uh, outdoor 10 scale racing back? You know, I thought about that. If you, you kind of have to have a vehicle to go alongside it would probably help. Like if there was some type of off-road 10 scale car that you could run alongside of that, maybe, hmm. you know, that's what you need though, is you need something that works well in those conditions that can kind of be paired with it. So you build a track that's specific for this bike but then it would you could run any RC car on it then you know four wheel RC car yeah but it needs to kind of work pretty well also the 10 scale stuff we have currently well two wheel drive anyway they're not really made for that they're really made for prepared tracks hmm. i think this will uh John Bolton i think this would work great on the uh hobby haven track yeah what I think what you're going to see is you're going to you're going to see people making specific tracks just for these things because hmm. well, I don't think you can just go out and have a really good time at a big 8 scale track or a small 10 scale track with this. I think what you really want is you want to build a track for them so that it that kind of suits the strength of that vehicle so yeah. however it's designed and whatever the limitations are you kind of need to build the track around that and then i i think that that is probably what we're going to see and i would imagine some of the first people that are going to do it is going to be like joey the dirt out there um joey christensen with the dirt i think he might be one of the first ones i would say that he'll probably build a specific track for it and and uh, you're going to see a bunch of them right away. That's for sure. Uh, Dustin saying the quarter, uh, one quarter, yeah, quarter scale ATV. Uh, oh, ATV has to come next. So let's have one. I second. thought about that. Really? Yeah, ATV. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that. You know, you could have like a, basically what he's just saying is a four wheeler. Yeah. So you have the, uh, the dirt bike, and then you have the four-wheeler. Those are your classes. TLRs. One thing I was talking to Spencer about, oh. the only thing I can think of that the only negative to this is when I see RC cars, four-wheeled RC cars, I think that they are better than the real thing right? RC cars actually work better than real cars. They're faster. They jump better. They land better. They do incredible distances. Um, I think that RC cars are actually sort of like a fantasy version of a real car, right? Like yeah. you can't jump, you know, the distances that we do with RC cars with a real car. You can't turn into corners and land and do all these things because all the drivers would be dead. Right. Because they're so right. The RC cars work so good. And to me with this motorcycle concept, it, to me, it's not, I think it's hard to make it as good as the real thing. Right. I would think that the real dirt bike with a human being controlling it 
is still better than you can make the RC version because of the human being is such a big factor in the performance. Right. Whereas in an uh, the four-wheeled RC cars, they're better than what they're representing. And in this situation, you actually probably have to make some compromises um, because of just the physics of the whole thing. So that's the only thing I could think of that we have the advantage of what the other RC cars is they're better than real life. They're kind of a fantasy, you know, and uh, and then the other the other thing maybe it's not quite as good as the real thing with a human being on it and so you, you have to there's some compromise there or some fantasizing you have to do in your mind right like I can do that so <laughs> but that was that was one thing I had thought of. Uh, but but then the other thing, the other mm-hmm. thing I thought of before we get to that was one thing about it is this opens the door if they have developed a lot of this technology. Um, one thing I thought of right away was you can do the moto uh, the moto GP version of the bikes, which is the 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 road bike racing, right? Which is you don't have to really worry about as much of the jumps and stuff. Now it's just high speed. Yeah, but they have them, right? They do have them, and I think, but with this, you know, the technology that they're getting, uh, imp- you know, perfecting, I guess you could say, they might be able to wrap that up into uh, a different kind of bike. So now you now you have the dirt version, and you have the street bike, or the asphalt version, or the MotoGP, or whatever you want to call it. Um, it might actually work better in that situation because you don't have to worry about so much about the jumps and the dirt and the, you know what I mean? Like all these things that they had to do, like they might actually be able to make that one even better. Yeah. But all these guys are motocross fans. So correct. That's why they made it because, but, uh, in, but in Europe and other places and even here, I mean, Bikes are big in general, right? You know what? The other thing you can make? A Harley. No, don't. (laughs) You can make a Harley. Um, I mean, who wouldn't buy that? uh, I know somebody would buy that. you You put one of those sound boxes in there that sounds like a Harley? Yeah. Um, That's one way to get our friend Brian Roeder back into RC. Maybe there. <laughs> um, Chili Duncan saying one of Horizon's in-house brands already offer pre-mounted Supermoto front and rear tires to convert this over to street racing. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, there you go. Convert but it it's, over. But it's not the same look of the bike. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you got to have that next, that other look. Um, yeah. And because it, it, you know, honestly, in my opinion, I I'm a, I like dirt racing. I'm a dirt racer, but when I just look at all these things, to me, those those bikes they use in like MotoGP are the most badass looking ones, um, <laughs> and they have paint jobs. 
Yeah. I think they'll yeah, get a motocross bike, though. I think they just look cool. Yeah. They uh, <laughs> Horizon's like, please don't stop talking about moto. Just promote, promote our uh, new bike here. Uh, new version of Evil Knievel stunt bike. There you go. Yeah. You get that evil licensing. Yeah. Don't have to have that zip pull thing anymore. You just take <laughs> off and. Uh, Tyler Weaver saying he personally would love to race them. Looks incredible for what it's worth. Not happening though, Tyler. Tyler is whipped. Um, she, she took him right out of RC. How about. Uh, Finally finds a girlfriend and he goes way deep. All right, what do you have there? No, I was just looking at my hat. <laughs> Tyler, see, Tyler agrees with me. I got him. Oh, I don't God. know how she does it. All right, uh, I got something else here. Um, uh, Jason was mentioning uh, that the electric rally cars at Visions really backs up what you were saying about uh, RC looks better. Well... <laughs> honestly when i was standing on the driver's stand at the rc track i did a video from one side where they had the real cars were running on the track and then i kind of panned the video over to the rc cars and i liked the rc cars better <laughs> um, to me they looked they looked faster they looked more capable they were just uh, doing things to me that are really extraordinary. And I looked over at the real cars on the track and they look slow. They have no traction. They just look super heavy. And like, if they do the wrong thing, they're just going to do a donut and they have a hard time with the jumps. <laughs> and I look at the RC cars and they look absolutely, am they look absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, there's one thing of being in. But then actually what's funny, um, the funny part is, is when you then when you put it on video, like when you like look up and you're watching it on video, mm -hmm. you would see the real cars on the video and you're like, this looks way better on video. <laughs> and the RC cars don't look as good on video as they do in person. So I was like, oh, this is where we're screwed because – the real cars look so good on television. Oh. They film. They film well. They look good. They look, um, and you can read everything. You can see everything. And then the RC cars on video don't look near as good. But mm. in person, when I'm going toys. back and when I'm going back and forth in person, I think the RC cars look much better and more wow. capable. That's pretty but, weird. Um, yeah, it was actually kind of fun to do that. And and the other thing I noticed with the real cars and the, the rally cars, and they, they had everything out there, but they had to redo the track all the time. Mm. I was talking to Paul while the race was going on. I'm like, this is, you know, we're like partway through the day. And I'm like, this is the third time they're redoing the big track. All we've done on the RC track is they water it just to keep the dust down. Right. Like, um, we just keep racing. We change tires and we adjust for the conditions and the real cars were really more, uh, uh, track sensitive. Like they had, you could tell they had to have the track a certain way 
or try to maintain it a certain way to for everything to work a little bit better. They hated the blue groove. A second that the real track started the blue groove, they're out there with the graders and the water <laughs> trucks and like they were tearing that thing back right, up. Right, where you guys love and it. And on the RC track, we're just like, blue groove, yes, let's just switch one harder tire, let's rock and roll. We're going to set track record. Wow. And, you know, and like they're like, oh, hold up, let's redo the track here. Um, wow. So. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because that's like when you watch them both together. But that key, man, watching it on television, they, I look up and I'm looking at the monitor and Brandon's trailer or wherever it was when they had the real cars on. I was like, yeah, oh, it looks pretty good on TV. Yeah. <laughs> then you look at the RC version and you're like, well, I get it. Maybe we need to decorate it like a, like a drift car track where it looks like a real scene like a real street scene or something <laughs> decorate the outside and the inside. So it looks like a, a um, when it's on video, it looks like, yeah, it's funny <laughs> you're going you past that, uh, Jason mentioned that the full size cars was like watching drift cars inside a mall. Yeah. So. Probably what it was. Yeah. That's interesting. It's just, they just do not have the overall grip and, uh, of the RC cars. It's amazing. Like when they're accelerating, it's like, it's just, they have just zero traction compared to the RC cars. Hmm. It, like when they're, when they're track, where they have to go uphill in sections, when they have to like run against, uh, you know, that they go uphill. I mean, they are really like on the gas, tons of wheel spin, getting those things up the hills and the RC cars just thrive uh in all those situations and you know that's what i'm saying like yeah our rc cars just so outperform the counterparts the real counterparts that that's what makes them kind of impressive to me so wow Um, we'll wrap it up here soon. Jason Santos says, I don't know where Tyler, Tyler Weaver lives, but I could probably get him to pit stop before Gotti. That's true. Oh man. Yeah. Tyler Weaver, he'd be sucked right back into Jason, get some dialed in and <laughs> it'd be over. He'd be back yeah. Out there. Weaver's getting a divorce <laughs> and it's over. Oh, how great that would be. I'm back, baby. He's like, I'm back. I'm I'm back, back. baby. The wife took the kid, and she's gone, but I'm back. I got a dirt bike and an eight scale. (laughs) (laughs) Love to see it. Yeah, never say that, Tyler. Tyler say no divorce, but I'd be there in a minute. Mm. (laughs) Be careful. Nah, I'm just uh, busting them. Um, Man. We really uh, saved the show. Very the rough start in the beginning, Jason. It was Jason going in and out, and um, but it is what it is. You're doing this from home, so. I think we had the weather thing. I went back to Wi-Fi, and I feel like things kind of have. Yeah. Yeah. We had a bad storm today. Um, 
and Tyler, we were saying he'll be at the, oh, here we go. This is the beginning. He will be at the 10th scale off-road electric Nats to watch in a couple months. Cool. So you know what happens when you do that, Jason? It you just, get hooked. You get hooked. You get hooked. You got your phone with you. You're just online shopping right away. Yeah. Click, click, click. Now, let me get two of those uh, new Losi uh, Pro bikes. Let me get uh, a couple eight scales, a B6, a B74. Shopping carts just like at (laughs) 7,500. Check out. Uh, (laughs) What are you going to do, right? It is what it is. It's in your blood. It's never getting out. You know what? You buy that stuff. You know what? They say you only live once, so yeah. <laughs> buy it all, buy it all, man. Yeah, you never know. If you, you want, if you want ten Losi dirt bikes, you get ten Losi dirt bikes. Damn. Put it on, put it on a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Should I be getting one of these bikes? I don't know. Dude, watch that fifty-minute video on Losi on uh, YouTube. Go to the Losi. Uh, okay. Their name. It's like oh, a it's under Losi. Correct. Ah, it's not TLR project. Yeah. You know what I think would have made this bike better? Oh. Is if it was Team Losi. Yeah. Like, like it had the old Team Losi logo, like from the 90s. And, like, I just feel like since, like, Gil was working on it with some of his oh, yeah. Losi and crazy. Team Losi guys, like, if it actually was Team Losi, yeah. like, I and, like, you brought that into it, like, I think that would have been really, really cool. Man. Like, every time I see the that Losi logo, the, the one that's, like, kind of for the RTR cars, I'm always kind of like, ugh. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, like, that's a bomber, I, man. I like the Team Losi logo. Um, TLR, I, I like that one, too. I like the TLR like thing the TLR. too, but it's like to me if it was like you could have like just crashed the internet with like a not only having that, but then it was like Team Losi. It would have been like, oh man, here we go. Yeah, that would that would have crashed the internet then. Dang, that's a damn good point. I should email that in. <laughs> go ahead. I'll let you have that one. Can I? Yeah. You you'll be on that. there. I'll be, you'll on, be right on now. So you can show yeah. Me. yeah, yeah, you'll be sending it over. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I thought was a good idea. <laughs> yep. Team, because you know what? What it made me think about is when I saw the rear fender and they had just the regular Losi logo on there, and I was like, yeah. "Man, what if it just had the old Team Losi logo? That would have been so much cooler. Oh, that would have been epic. I, I just wish they would have used that. Regard, but I guess they have their reasons." Yeah, they, sep- they separated the two yeah. names and brands. I'm not a fan of the TLR, so not a fan of it. But maybe that's just you because, just, huh? Uh, maybe, yeah, like you said. You know, back in the old days, I just like that. I like that logo and everything. Yeah, what are you going to do? Can't bring it back. Nope. I guess you could. Well, you could. but They could have. All they had to do is ask you, what should we do here? You got any ideas for this project? Yeah. Well, in all reality, these companies should check with us, especially me. They should. They're, they don't know what they're missing out on, on with your emailed suggestions. Hey, it's legit, man. 
I'm still trying to turn around my Lakers organization, though. That's going to take a couple more emails for sure. Tyler, Tyler Weaver saying if they would have had the Team Losi name on it, I would have pre-ordered one today. You're right, though. The Losi only badge got me all sideways, too. See? Yep. There you go. <clears throat> like the first thing in the video, <laughs> the first thing before the video even starts, the team, the old 90s Team Losi logo oh, comes on. Man. It's just like, boom, order now. Yeah. You're like, you're like, buy it now. Like, you could just said buy it now, like, process 600 bucks before you even knew what it was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It just goes old team. Losi logo. You're just like, buy now 600 bucks. (laughs) Congratulations. You get a decal. (laughs) You bought a team. Losi. I just think if they could have done the shirts and not have been awesome. So yeah. Like to me, like, yeah, you see that, that regular Losi logo and you just kind of (sighs) go. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. RTR. Well, I guess it's uh, under that brand, though, right? Isn't that isn't that what they use the logo for? The RTRs, that yeah. just a straight up Losi. So that's a, this if is a ready actually, run. Bike, so yeah, if you actually go to that site losi.com, it's really nice. It's a nice website. Um, you know, they got all the categories of vehicles in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had to create one for moto. There's a moto <laughs> category. Uh, and then, you know, the different vehicles, monster trucks and desert and uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, tons the of The other stuff. ones are. Yeah, there's a ton of them. And it's actually a nice site. I went on there, kind of bumped around and looked at a few things and yeah. uh, like the specifications. And they probably got a little bump in traffic the last couple of days. But, <laughs> yeah, nothing like if it just said Team Most. Oh, man, that would have been perfect. All right. Well, there you go. Two forty-four in the books, and uh, that was fun. Like I said, we redeemed ourselves there. Rough stuff. It, yeah, it, it was. Go buy one of those Losi dirt bikes. Let's get them going. <laughs> Let's All get right, them out there. Yeah, definitely. I uh, got two. I ordered two. You ordered two. Wow. I ordered two. One for the shop. One for yourself. One to shine, one to grind, as Fred <laughs> Fred would say. Um, every day I come in, Tyler Hooks is asking me, can we jump a car off the roof today? I'm like, what? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not jumping any cars off the roof today. Wow. But Now he's going to be like, can I jump a bike off the roof? Yeah, let's jump the bike off the roof. Yeah. All right, well, we got two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I wish them the best of luck with that. See how it goes. And uh, so, yeah, the, the, the follow-ups, the, the MotoGP street racing bike, the Harley. The Harley. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Just think of the possibilities uh, with the Harley. You can add the little baskets in the back. You get all these accessories. Uh, the the accessories, that's yeah. actually be the best for us. We can yeah. just accessorize that thing yeah. forever. Yeah. Uh, you get the sound box in there making the Harley noise. Um, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Drag bike. Like he's got drag bike already. Uh, we got. Um, oh, gosh. The, oh, the, the other thing I. It's like, no, no, just just worry about ours. <laughs> just pre order that. <laughs> you could do. Uh, the other thing I thought of. Classes. T- today I was behind a. Uh, 
a guy <laughs> with two jet skis on a trailer, and I was like, man, I bet you they could make a jet ski with this technology, and you have a <laughs> rider on it, and you could, you know, you know how they the guys now do the stunts where you jump into the water and you come out. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's what people want to do. Right. Make one of those next. That'll be after the Harley. Oh man. All right. <laughs> well, then you could combine two things. You could combine the Harley with Paul's idea of the evil Knievel button. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, this is possibilities here are endless, man. Whew, man. Well, like I said, Horizon doesn't want to hear all that right now. They just want you to concentrate on the motorbike and uh, pre-order that and see what the hell happens from there. Do I email these suggestions in? Or are you emailing them in? Or? Uh, they... I've suggested stuff to Horizon in the past, and uh, they have not responded to me. So I think it, you would get a better response. But uh, the response has been rather chilly for you. Huh? Yes, exactly. I guess they feel that I'm not in it no more. I, I don't uh, shouldn't have any uh, say in anything. But uh, if they ever need any help and they would like business to spike upwards a little, just let me know. I mean, your last good idea was the yo-yo, right? That was no, I no, no. Don't don't put that uh, on me. I, I thought you submitted that, put that. The team Losi yo yo. Yeah, I thought I no. thought that was one of yours. No, that was not. No, that was not the, one of mine. Don't put that the, out on me. The bomb. The bomb. The Losi. The bomb. The bomb, and then there was the 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 creeper or something. The, <laughs> yeah. There was another. There was two no, there or was, three yeah. of them. Yep. The creeper. Unbelievable. I can't believe we got a bunch of those in at Trinity at one time. We had to sell them. Did they sell? No. No. No, they did not. I heard they um, sold like a million dollars worth of those things. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe on the East Coast here we didn't sell Maybe on the West Coast they did. So. I think they got them into Toys R Us. The I heard they got them in, yeah, I heard they got them into Toys R Us at the time. Well, then maybe they did sell a bunch of them. The Grim Sleeper. But you weren't Grim selling them Reaper. to the hobby shops at that time. The Sleeper, the, what is this? the Sleeper, the Reaper. Was there like a Cherry Bomb or the, the Bomb? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't remember. But wasn't it somebody working at Losi that was into that, and that's how they got into it? He was like a yo-yo champion or something. <laughs> yeah, I know they had a pro guy that came to the Chicago show. and did Yeah, his, yeah, that's right. They, they, I remember was, that. they had the pro there, but I don't remember how that actually started. Yeah. Huh. Oh, Chicago. Gotta look you still Chicago. gotta come to, you still gotta come through Chicago. Yep. That's a joke. The video game say. when they debuted the video game at Chicago, I was never so disappointed in my life. And that coming from you would like your credibility on that end of things is just like it's like, you know, I, know, uh, I remember Jack Johnson asked me what I thought of it, and I was just kind of—you <laughs> threw up on him. <laughs> I was just like, what, what, "What's going on here? What am I? I, I don't want to be rude, but what happened to what I heard like two years ago? This was going to be like an RC. It was going to be the bomb. Yeah, it was going to be the bomb. <laughs> and I'm playing it, you know. And there's like a snowman throwing snowballs. I'm, I'm like, uh, Jack Johnson's like, "What do you think of it?" And I'm like. I'm just going to go back over to the, to the Trinity booth and catch you guys later. You're like, brut- brutal comes to mind. 
I was just like, you got to be never, never going to recover from this. I was so jacked up to go see that because that's where they first showed it. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't have internet. Well, you did have internet back then, but not like today. Right. (sighs) All right. Wow. What was it called? Was it just called Team Losi RC RC Racing or something? Yes, correct. Yeah, I have a copy here. I've never even seen it. I've only seen the cover. Let's just go on YouTube and watch some videos. <laughs> You're going to love it. Uh, I think I just knew better. I, I know what I wanted at that time, and it was like a simulation of what we're, you know. Mm-hmm. Man. All right. We got to get going. We're two hours and 36 minutes in, and people are going to argue. They're going to complain that the show's too long. They're going to look for a part two. <laughs> you want you want me to break it up into two, you know, one hour here, one there. So, yeah, you're gonna have to title this what we talked about. Those you got to have the low C so promoto. Should I put visions first? Well, actually, we didn't get it. I vision. would. Uh, no, we did. We 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 did. <laughs> well, good. I mean, we started with visions, and then we went, you know, right into the chat room with all this other stuff. But uh, I could put visions. Low C uh, promoto. Quick change tire, or no, yeah, low C pro moto. And uh, now I have to just title it with those two. And then Team Low C video game. Oh, yeah, I ought to revive that. I'm going to have to find my copy. I know it's here somewhere, so I'd like to put a photo of that up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just go on YouTube, check it out. All right, Jason. That was two forty-four. We're gonna uh, now. You're leaving this weekend. Was it this weekend? No, next weekend. Uh, I I don't have anything for like a week or so. Oh, okay. Around, so we'll be able to knock out another episode, part yeah. two, if you will. Part two, right? All right. Well, I appreciate everybody joining us in the chat. It was a good night in here. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of interaction, and uh, I appreciate uh, everybody joining in and downloading the audio version. I see that everybody's doing that. And uh, don't forget to head on over to YouTube, too. Radio Impound. Try and grow that a little bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Give us a like. Spread the word. Tell a friend. And we'll catch you on the next episode.